Ready? I'm ready. All right, in three, two, one. Whoa! What's up, y'all? We are live once again. This is the mighty 17th episode of season two. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Second 17. My name is Kyle, aka Keezy, if you want. This is is my main man, and aka today I'll be... Jeff Dahmer. Jeff fucking Dahmer. Boy. That is not appropriate for Jeff Dahmer at all, bro. Uh, all right, man. Let's... I don't think Jeff Dahmer knows the Harlem Shake is. Uh, probably not. Maybe. No. All right, let's clash. That was good. We're drinking some. Um, all right. I-, I put meth in mine this time. What'd you put in mine? Roofies? Yes. I got roofied once. For real? Yeah. By a man or a woman? By a woman that was too hot to be roofied me. Were you going to fuck her anyways? No. Oh, well, that's why, man. You yeah. got to give her the D, man. I would have definitely given her the D. But, you got to get them um, cheeks. She was... It was a friend of mine's baby's mom. That's why I was not showing interest in her. And she ultimately ended up roofied me. Oh, shit. What happened? I was at a friend's birthday party that was like real close friends with her. Mm-hmm. And um, she was the bartender at the place we were at. Oh. And so she was like, she's like drink. roofies behind the bar. She was like, <laughs> she's like, I'll, I'll, I'll let you drink tonight. I mean, like, mind you, like later on, we found out this chick was like on a bunch of drugs. and had a bunch of problems, which is why this ended up happening. But okay. um, she was like smoking, though. <laughs> like, let's keep it all the way real. Right. Like, Bartenders always are. She was smoking, smoking, bro. But uh, yeah, yeah, I got roofie. That happened. That's some bullshit, man. What happened at the end, though? Like, did you end up like you got roofied, and what happened? I was with a bunch of my friends. So my friends just took me home. They're like, "Oh, he's roofied. Let's take him home." No, nah, they like. Yeah, I mean, kinda. This is a long time ago, so I don't really remember exactly how I found out that I was roofied, but like, uh, mm-hmm. it was confirmed. Well, I'm sure my you were, were like, "Yeah, you got got, bro." I'm sure you were a little intoxicated too, so that probably doesn't help. I was drinking. That's how I got roofied. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That didn't happen. come on, Zelda. Quit Zelda. it, Zelda. Stupid idiot. Yeah, I did get roofied by like a super hot chick once. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Happen. I that's, was like 21. That's cool, man. That sounds fun. Um, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been cracking, man? Anything cool happened to you this past week? Uh, yeah, um, I went. Well, this is jumping right into one of my topics, but okay. yesterday, yeah, um, me and my mom, my dad, my grandmother. My two kids, all, and my sister and her husband all got together and we went and saw Wreck-It Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh, hell yeah. Y'all like I, that I didn't shit? see the first Wreck-It Ralph. Okay. I don't think you have to. Um, I don't think I needed to. Yeah. I, I got it. It's really uh, awesome. You should. Did you watch Wreck-It Ralph Breaks the Internet? Yes, I did. We talked. I, I mentioned it briefly last I know, week. I know. I thought, yeah, that's why I asked, is I thought you had brief, brief, briefly mentioned it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw it and... It was fucking awesome. I know, right? It was really good, bro. Yeah. It was great. (laughs) I'm glad you liked it. It was so good. It makes me want to watch the first one now. Like, I genuinely liked it for myself, not even just for my kids. Like, I had a great time watching that movie. The first one's just as good, if not better. Um, And it it tells the whole story about how him and Vanellope, like, became friends. I mean, I assumed as much. Um, I, I did think it was really interesting that, like, I went into this knowing it was a sequel. Mm hmm. So I didn't expect much, especially yeah. it being like a kid's movie, which I'm not really into and everything. Right. And then I like, came away from it and like everybody, except for my, my sister and her husband, they didn't like it. But everybody else was like, 
That was awesome. Haters gonna hate, man. What can you do? It was awesome. I know. It was so good. Yeah, I loved every minute of it. Fucking Ralph had a book club with Sonic and Zangief <laughs> and M. Bison and yeah. uh, what, Qbert? Like, <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah, I'm glad you liked it, man. That's that's the shit. That was a good movie, Dude, bro. I, I mean, I have no shame in it. I like watching kids' movies. You know what like, I did? I watch the fuck out of some kids' movies. I have movies no shame in watching Christmas kids' movies. movies. I just uh, usually don't like them all uh, that much. I like almost... Uh, we watched Princess and the Frog last week. I well, mean, mind you. The theater, and this, it was sweet again. <laughs> this one was super up my alley just because it was video gaming. Yeah. Like, there was always yeah. like little video game humor in there. I told that, you like, that shit. I really liked that, yeah. like, the whole time I was kind of wondering, like, I wonder if, like, my mom understands any of this. Like, she doesn't know who Zangief is. She doesn't know who Qbert is or right. Sonic or, you know what I'm saying? Like, she doesn't shouldn't get any of that yeah that's i don't um, think you have to but and you didn't have to she loved it too um i thought it was great though um so that makes me want to go watch the first one because yeah. I, I would assume the first one better man. check it out it was awesome it was so good well good i'm glad to hear that so good my kids loved it hell yeah great time <laughs> it was a really really good day yesterday that's sweet yeah um we had we uh me and tara and paula went to a comedy show on thursday i saw tara posted a, a thing i heard what was it funny bone yeah we went to the funny bone and saw sal volcano from uh sal volcano i don't know however you pronounce it from impractical jokers my brother just said he saw the impractical jokers in cincinnati yeah they're awesome i love those guys yeah me that too. show is <laughs> awesome that show is kind of like what we were just watching yeah it is just like, goofing like, on each other, you know? I, I was telling him before we started the show, there's a YouTube channel that is about building PCs that we've been talking about, you know what I'm saying, forever. Um, and it's called Bitwit. That's the guy's channel. And um, he has this thing where these him and his wife or whoever he picks, they play a game against each other, except for they created this deck of cards and they like play them and they're like power-ups where all this like crazy stuff happens. And at the end, whoever loses... Gets like a punishment, kind of like on yeah, Impractical okay, Jokers. Cool. <laughs> That's you know sweet. I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't know you liked Impractical Jokers. I impractical. love that show. Those guys are so funny, but Dude, I will say- I watch it every time. It, I mean, I watch it the day it airs every time it's new. I love it. There is it. something special about that show that would be hard to replicate in that I think the reason that- Because it's kind of a dumb premise for a show. Sure. The reason that it works is because those guys have all known each other for yeah. years and years and years. So they really know how to press each other's buttons. Yes. You couldn't just- you could A TV- station couldn't just like pull two guys and put them together and make them do this and have it be that good mm -hmm. like part of the charm is those guys grew up together and yeah their sense of humor developed yeah. each, with each other yeah. too you know and that that's a huge they part work of it really well together yeah, it, and that's why it works their so chemistry well. is amazing but sal is what like he's what probably the favorite i know exactly who sal is. um he but he does a, he does comedy now and you know i've heard uh, he has a podcast that he does with q what they they did like 20 or 30 episodes and kind of stopped but um anyways it's awesome by the way if you like them you would like it um but anyways uh he's always funny on there and shit and uh he started doing comedy recently, um, but he, we got tickets. We got like second row. We had really good seats. Paula hooked us up getting the tickets like ASAP, and uh, it was so fucking funny, man. He was he was great. Like I, I wasn't ex I didn't know really what to expect because I mean I've I think I know they're funny, but you know being funny and being a comedian are two different things. You know I've seen Sal be funny on stage. Don't get me wrong, but he's t now a touring headlining comedian. That's a big deal. You know. Have I ever told you about like? I know I've spoken to other people about this. Like I've been on stages in front of thousands of people. Yeah. Never been nervous. Like I, I just like my personality. I just don't, I don't give a fuck. Like I'll go up and rock for whoever. Like I'm it's cool with that. Yeah. But 
there is like nothing more horrifying to me than having to be on front on a stage in front of a bunch of people and having to make them laugh. Yeah. Because I think I'm funny, right? <laughs> we all think we're funny. Sure. But aside from the fact that maybe I'm funny, maybe I'm not, even if I am funny, like what happens when I tell a joke that I think's real funny and they don't laugh? <laughs> yeah, I know. That, I, like I, there's so much pressure there. Like making people laugh is not the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. I it's not like rapping well, where you're I just know. like, I rapped well. And they're like, yeah, you rapped well. Like, I mean, if you, you, con- ha- if you can't you just tell a joke where right. people are like, hmm. no, you got to make them laugh, bro. Like we're rap for rapping. You can, if you concentrate and try hard enough and like keep editing your lines, you'll eventually come up with something decent. You know what I mean? Most people would, I would say, but I think rapping works better. Like as far as what you're saying, like repetition. Yeah. The more repetition you get, the better your product can be. Right. Whereas like comedy doesn't really work like that. It does. But the problem with comedy is that there's no like way to practice. You have to just, the way of practicing is doing it in front of people and seeing if they laugh. You know what I mean? That's the scary part because every time I hear somebody's like, ah, oh, I'm going to do stand up comedy. I'm like, Oh, good yeah. luck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid of nothing. And that kind of scares me, bro. I mean, I, I don't think I'm like the funniest guy in the world, but like, I like, I have funny thoughts that I think if I if I spent time with them, I think I they can I can make it funny enough to try to tell in front of people. And I fantasized about that before, but it like it's so intimidating. I can't I well, can't let's imagine. Also, that. keep in mind with me, my personality is kind of the fuck you in your face kind of fucking thing. So like, I couldn't go up there and tell safe jokes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like my personality, it just wouldn't work. Like I would have to say like borderline offensive stuff. I don't know if I could toe that line very well. Yeah. I think I might cross it a little too frequently. The general rule with stuff like that is you can say anything you want as long as it's funny. You know, it just has to be funny. Right, but that's you don't that, have the option. But see, this, that's, that's the issue though is <laughs> what I think is funny is subjective. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. You just have to mentally it takes like a lot of failure to become a good comedian. I can only imagine. Like Joe Rogan says, it, I think he's says it best he's like you gotta take like that molten steel and fucking hammer it and hammer it until it's a sharp samurai sword you know like you cannot like just put it out there as is you know it's got to be honed it's got to be precise it's got to be uh uh what's the word um economics of words or whatever you want to say well the other thing too is like comedy has to be word economy comedy is also very timely yeah yeah. Like you have to say, you can't just say the right stuff. You got to say it at the right times too. Yeah. Like it's weird how important that is in comedy. And like, it's a judgment call on the fly always. Yeah. That shit. Like that's why when you're watching like a really good comedian, you're just like, I marvel at that. Yeah. It's impressive. Like aside from just having fun and enjoying the jokes, like that's amazing to me. That's a really, really specific skill set. Yeah. I think you have to be a special kind of person to definitely do. to even like try that, you know. I love like being an entertainer. I love doing a podcast. I love rapping. I love doing all kinds of stuff. I will never do comedy. Yeah, <laughs> I like stand up comedy. That will never, it. ever, ever, ever happen. We no, should, we should make a commitment to try it once. Go to no. an open mic. Huh. Right, one minute. No, I'm inspired by Kill Tony. I watch that shit constantly. Do you? You ever seen that? Uh-uh. It's a. I've probably talked about it before. It's a podcast with comedian Tony Hinchcliffe. He sits behind like a desk. 
kind of like a long table and they draw names out of a bucket. People who sign up at the comedy store for one minute of comedy, they come up on stage, tell one minute of comedy. And then the, fu- that's not even the funny part half the time. Cause they're usually fucking really bad. Right. But, um, the funniest part is the next five minutes is Tony kind of interviewing them and the band is, they have a band. They chime in, they're comedians too. And they chime in and say funny shit. It's so, it's a, a it's a beautiful like mixture of everything right, you know, about how to do a show like that. I mean, they've, if you ask me, they've struck gold with that show, but nevertheless, I, I watch it like every night when I'm going to bed, <laughs> but they do it live every Monday at the comedy store. Um, but anyways, the point is a lot of those people are, he asks them, is this your first time doing comedy? And they say, yes. Of and course. Like, then he roasts some or they give him props for trying. Obviously they're like, you got more balls than most people, you know, but you know, and, and then they just, he just rips into him. He's a roast writer. So he just rips into him for like five minutes. I mean, that's like the best part of comedy, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, I mean, like rap, I it, love rap battles. It's too. all like, in good same fun. Shit. Yeah. I mean, they have a great time and it looks so awesome. Like I, I envy like what they have there, you know? Oh yeah. I, well worth it. Check it out. I mean, if uh, you liked Coyote Peterson, that recommendation. The Did next- we talk about that already? No, not yet. We you messaged you texted me like the next day. Okay, because it's funny that you say that because while you were talking, I was trying to figure out. I like kind of got lost in my thoughts here because I couldn't remember if we talked about that last week. Yeah, or if I had written that down for this week. I, and I was looking at my him. list and I have it written down as episode sixteen. So yeah. then I was like, I'm really unsure if we talked about this <laughs> stuff. Yeah, um, but. I'd love to talk about Coyote Peterson. We will. We'll get there. It's on um, the list. I do just want to recommend it. Kill Tony. If you Kill don't know. Kill Tony. Got it. That's on YouTube. All right. All right. Um, we can talk about Coyote Peterson. Yeah, we already we, brought it up. We can go right on to it. I just found out last night he's coming here. Yeah? He's doing, doing a book signing next week at Barnes & Noble at Easton. What day? Uh, December 12th. I think it's a Tuesday or Wednesday. But um, we're definitely going. But the catch is they're giving wristbands out starting at like 10 a.m. Like the signings at two or three or some shit. Um, so if you go there at 10, you can get a wristband. But for wristbands are first come, first serve to people who buy the book there. And you know they're going to be charging like $25, $30 for it. <laughs> what a book costs. Well, you can get that book right now for $15 on Amazon. I just bought it. I literally bought it because I knew he was coming. And then I seen, I read that. I was like, you motherfuckers. Like, I buy the book and now I can't even like... Go meet the guy, get a sign. That's kind of fucked up, you know? I'm still going to go up there and try to get a wristband, though. I said, worst case, I'll buy the goddamn book and then take it right back. What are they going to do, you know? <laughs> well, what you would have to do is you'd have to buy the book there and yeah. return the other one. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I would return the Barnes & Noble one because it's going to be 30 fucking dollars. They're going to make you sign that, get that one signed. No. Nah, and then the, you're not going to be able to return it. It's got, I'll, bring my, I'll secretly bring mine, swap them out, ready to roll. Boom. Book signed. <laughs> Do it, bro. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Alright, so I did watch I did is it Peterson or is it Pearson? Peterson. Okay. I had Peterson, Peterson written down. I thought you were saying Pearson. Yeah. Um Yeah, tell me about it, man. What'd you think? What'd you watch? Which videos did you see? I watched a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, I did watched, you watch all the stings? No. Oh, okay. I didn't I don't even know if I watched any stings. Okay. I've only I watched, seen <laughs> Okay, God. I watched The Snapping Turtle. Mm. I watched um I was watching bites is what I was watching. Okay. So I watched him get bitten by the desert centipede. Okay. Which was fucking horrifying, <laughs> bro. Uh, by the way, he spends a lot of time in Arizona. He does. I think yeah. he, he must live out there. Cause I seen one episode where he said uh, right outside my house where he's getting the black widow right outside my house. And it definitely looked like a desert. Well, like really cool that 
He's like a Columbus, Arizona guy, yeah. and I'm a Columbus, Arizona <laughs> guy, and it made me like him more because I was like, oh, I just connect with you on more than one level now. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but so I watched Desert Scorpion. I watched The Toe Biter. I've um, even seen most of these. I watched, well, the, I watched The Desert Scorpion first, or mm-hmm. not Desert Scorpion, but The Desert Centipede first because mm-hmm. that was the scariest thing ever. <laughs> So I immediately went to that. And then he's talking about, like, he, he said, like, I, I've been bitten by all kinds of stuff. Like, I'm only afraid of two things. Yeah. I already did one of them, and that was the toe biter. The so the toe second biter? Yeah. So the second one's a desert or desert centipede. So I watched those two right away. Yeah. Um, then I watched, like, Snapping Turtle. I watched him. He was doing, like, yeah, that's the toe biter. That's one right here? Yeah. All right. Um, then he, he had one where he was, like, filming B-roll, jumping across cliffs, and he fell. Oh, shit. I watched shit. that. Um, I watched. Damn, that I thing is fucking huge. I they look like leaves in the water, and Whoa. if you get close to them, they bite your toes. That's why it's called the toe biter. Holy shit! Yeah, that's scary. I didn't yeah. see this. Well, video. He said the the reason that this was one of his fears was not because it was so scary, but because when he was a kid, he got bitten by one on uh. his toe, and so he'd been like traumatized from it. So like he'd done all these bites, and this is like always like this recurring like memory of like he was really really afraid of this thing because he was traumatized as a kid. Oh shit. So yeah, he let the toe biter latch onto his toe. He's so fucking cool, man. Uh, yeah, bro, this was awesome. <laughs> this was great. He's I like, really like this. Like, I will go back and watch more of these later. I like this guy. I like this show. I like that. It's not like Jackass where he's just doing dumb shit for the sake of doing dumb shit. Yeah. He's he's educational. He's, yeah, it's educational. It's like scientific on some level. Yeah, like, dude knows his shit. This shit is so tight, bro. He's like the real deal. Like, this ain't shit no, like, is bullshit. You know? Bro, this is awesome. Yeah, he's like a mix of um. Bear Grylls and Jack Hanna. That's funny that you said it because I had that exact comparison. But. <laughs> yeah, because I was watching him and I was like, he kind of reminds me of Bear Grylls. I used to really like Bear Grylls a lot, but I was like, he's more of like a Jack Hanna Bear. He's Grylls. like as cool as Bear Grylls, yeah. Except he he's does got the knowledge. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. That's like a um, perfect comparison. I watched the Gila Monster. Oh, I didn't see that. It was like an accidental biting. He wasn't trying to get bit by the Gila Monster. Oh, he was shit. like filming one and it latched out and bit him. Damn. Uh, that's the giant centipede. Oh my centipede. god, that yeah, thing is that gross. thing bit him, bro. <sighs> He's like, <laughs> look at his face. He's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I don't want to do this shit. <laughs> Bro, this was so tight. I really enjoyed it. Cool. This was like such a great find. Like, well, I'm glad you liked awesome. it, man. He's really, he's, really liked it. He's this. blowing up. He's got the show coming on Animal Planet. He just came out with a new book called The King of Sting. Um, he's got the the Executioner Wasp video is coming out supposedly next month, I think. Um, but yeah, watch the stings too, man. The um, Tarantula Hawk is one of the worst ones. That one's crazy. This was like I love this, bro. Like he, he he's doing the snapping turtle. And he puts this like piece of wood to like protect it because like the snapping turtle when it closes its mouth, it's like razor blades that yeah. cut through your hand. And so to make sure it didn't like actually take a chunk out of his hand, he put this like piece of wood so that it would latch onto that, but he'd still get like the bite up here. Oh, okay. And of course, snapping turtle just missed the wood altogether and grabbed a different part of his hand. Oh shit! Yeah, I like bro, watch that. bro, it was tight. Like. This whole this whole thing that he's doing is awesome. I love. He's it. a man. I really. I, I it's went cool because it's in like some of his videos are ten minutes long, fifteen. I mean, and I, they're so well edited and well produced. I think I did this the same day as podcast last week. Okay, like I went home that night. Yeah, I think this. you messaged me that night. But I went home and I like watched one, which I think was the Desert Scorpion. Yeah, and then I immediately watched like seven more. Like <laughs> I like went and smoked a cigarette. I told my dad about it. Oh, like I was cool. talking with my dad about it, and then I like went back up and just kept watching it. Like. It was awesome. All I right. really enjoyed it. Hell yeah. All right.
So you got a few. You got a few good finds under your belt. So you got this one. You got I, Darren Brown. Gave you Darren Brown. Check out the next one's Kill Tony, man. If you okay. like my recommendations so far. Well, you already gave me the next one. <laughs> What's that? Because we got another one. Okay. What is it? I watched another one that I liked, bro. That Doja, you recommended Doja Cat? No, no. no I mean, it? I I I like Doja Cat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Doja Cat for different reasons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hell yeah! But uh, <laughs> it's called Hot Ones. Oh fuck yeah! Good. Which ones? Oh, which ones you uh, watch? Um, I watched. I just watched this last night. Bill Burr. That keeps popping up on my thing, and I've thought about watching. If it, you but, like um, Bill Burr, you'll love it. It's so funny. I watched Kevin Hart. Okay. And then I watched Joe Budden. Oh, sweet. I didn't see. I didn't watch that one. The Joe Budden one's the best one. I, I have a hard time imagining that I'm going to like any of them better than I like Joe Budden. Just yeah. because, first of all, I like Joe Budden better than the rest of these guys. Yeah. Second of all, my favorite thing in the world is it gets to the end. Joe Budden gets done. They finish the whole thing. And he's like, so do you have anything you want to plug before we go? Mm -hmm. And Joe Budden's like, nope. <laughs> and he's like, wait, you just did this for sport? <laughs> like, that's, that's the, he, like, the dude even says like, that is the realest shit ever right now. Like, I, I told you. Joe gets up and walks away. Like, <laughs> I no. told you, like, all the rappers go on there here and they're like, I, I can't, I've been wanting to come on here and shit. Like, no, I like to say, watch the Noriega one, man. That, he's good on there. Um, but yeah, Bill I want to do good. it because I'll tear through these fucking wings like it's nothing. I, I eat like the hottest shit in the face of the planet. I, what's good? What, the first, this, the I've watched a bunch of these, and Bill Burr was the first one I seen that ate the whole wing of every single one. Mm -hmm. He made it a point. He's like, ah, I'm not wasting the bird, you know. Like I'm gonna eat the whole thing. He was a real fucking champ. But he does. He, at, 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 uh, the very beginning. Whoops, hold up. I'll go to the very beginning. Oh fuck, Tenacious D. I didn't see that. one. I didn't know Tenacious D was on. I'm so watching that later, bro. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. This is tight, bro. Yeah, because right. it's, it's like a way cooler spin on like, um, like just doing an interview. Yeah, like it's just more fun. Absolutely. That's the like they great. get to the end and they're just like they're dying and the dude's asking them questions. They're like, I can't even hear you, bro. And like he, he takes it like a fucking champ too. He he is. Like so cool. This shit was tight. <laughs> cool, I enjoyed man. that as Fuck well. Fuck yeah. yeah three, so you got, three. You got a few good ones in there, All bro. right. All right. No clashing on that. Fuck yeah. I like to hear that. I like that shit. All right. All right. What's next on your list, man? I had Kyrie Peterson on my list. I was definitely gonna bring him up. Hold on. Okay, so for the first time ever, mm -hmm. I tried to make gangbang. I seen you posted a picture of that. What is that? It's supposed to be like a hidden menu item at McDonald's, but it's the dumbest shit ever. You take a double cheeseburger and you open it up and right between the two patties, you put a McChicken. Okay. It's like a thing that like people talk about. Like Okay. So I'd heard about this numerous times. I'd never done it. You didn't take a picture of the completed product though. No. Oh man. I want to see that. I'm, just Google it. It's just a sandwich in the middle of a sandwich, bro. Okay, That's I'll, all it is. I'm going to have one of those today. Oh, I shit. would not recommend it. Hell yeah. Here, I'll show you guys. It's not great, bro. That's what it looks like. <laughs> it tastes like exactly what there you would go. think that would taste like. Yeah? It tastes like a McChicken in the middle of a double cheeseburger. I'm with it. I don't like McDonald's to begin with. Yeah. I just was trying to get some very quick, very cheap food. Yeah. So that's what I got. And I was like, fuck it. <laughs> Um, not great. Okay, whatever, man. I, I wouldn't recommend it. No, really? Yeah, <laughs> that's a shame. Not a fan, but uh, that's a thing on the internet, and people love it. So I had to try it since I just had the item sitting there. Well, I'll, I'll, I was like sitting there eating, and I like looked at them sitting next to each other, and I was like, oh, I could McGangbang that. Mm. And that's when I took a picture. Like, fuck it. I'll try it and I'll um, live stream it for you. I didn't like premeditate <laughs> it. They were just sitting there, and I was like, I could <clears throat> do this. I never heard of that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder what other people think of it. 
See, obviously, you could tell just from the search is like a thing. Yeah, Urban Dictionary, McGangbang, tasty sandwich combination from McDonald's. Off the dollar menu, order one double cheeseburger. This must be old dollar. And one spicy McChicken. See, maybe it wasn't a spicy McChicken. It was. Okay, I don't know if they even have those anymore, man. Yeah, right. Know. It was the dollar Look, chicken. <laughs> the dollar chicken sandwich. I have one, right? Look, McChicken, a woman's vagina. <laughs> I've never heard a woman's vagina referred to as a McChicken. Have you? No, I that's absurd. Don't know. I don't know that everything on Urban Dictionary is all that accurate. <laughs> to be fair. Oh shit! O- originated from Daytona Beach McDonald's restaurant. Hmm, that's interesting. All right, it wasn't good, bro. I'm trying it. You should try it, but it was not. I won't do it again. <laughs> I'd rather just eat them separate. Uh, okay. I, I mean, you. I'd really rather not eat those anyway and get real food, but... Okay. Um, is what it is. I, I thought that was worth talking about. I I watched a movie uh, over the weekend that I recommend to everyone. It was called The Christmas Chronicles. Oh, that movie's stupid. With Kurt Russell... Trash. ...as Santa. Actually, I like Kurt, Kurt Russell. I've never seen this movie either. It's brand new. It just, I, just, I was going to tell you whatever it was. Kinda. was trash. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew you hadn't seen it because it's brand new. just came out like last week. Um, it's on Netflix. It's a Netflix Christmas movie. But so it's trying to do like a whole like it's another like attempt at a classic. You know what I mean? But it's actually really dope. I liked it Kurt a lot. Kurt Russell was dope. My kids loved it. Kurt Russell was the fucking man as Santa. He was so funny and cool. Like, I hope Santa's really like it. Like him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I hate to break this to you, bro, but he's not real. Yeah, he is. Santa Claus. Yeah, Santa's real. I mean, he's as real as any other fictitious character. I mean, Santa's very real, man. He's he's every bit as real. You're getting cold for Christmas. He is. I hate to break it to you. He's every bit as real as Jesus Christ. Well. Another fictitious character. Well. Yeah, you believe what you want to believe, man. <laughs> I just really wanted to take You got to have Jesus. faith. I just wanted to do that. So <laughs> you got to have faith, man. Uh, got to have faith, the faith, the faith. I have none. Well, I guess it would be nice. One of the greatest rap quotes I ever heard was DZK said, faith is a crazy made up way to explain what you can't explain in a way that you can't debate it. Ooh, I like that. Faith is a crazy way to explain what you can't explain in a way that you can't debate it. That's a the most truest shit I've ever heard. That, no, that's not just true. Like that's a great way to articulate that. Yeah, it is, and it make it spot, sound beautiful too. Spot on. <laughs> is, is DZK the best rapper of our generation? Let's talk about it. Uh, I mean, he really is so I mean, fucking talented. I don't. God, I wish I had that guy's skill. That's amazing. I mean, st- th- see, like there are things when I was younger that I didn't factor into my appreciation of rappers when yeah. I thought DZK was the best rapper ever. Yeah. And as far as who raps the best, he may be the best rapper ever. <laughs> yeah. But like, I know there's, there's things now that I would factor into how I would judge somebody that sure. I didn't factor in then. Like your live performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear DZK that. refuses to perform. So like mm-hmm. he refuses to like make an album. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's things where it's like, I don't know if I can hold you to that stature because you're refusing to partake in half of the skill sets that are required to be, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But like, as far as, as rapping straight bars, as far as like bars, 
I don't know if anybody on the face of the planet can write better bars than him. <laughs> it's impressive. Like just reading is. It's lyrics. fucking unbelievable. <laughs> the thing is, is when you read them, you gain a new appreciation for him. Yeah. Because he already sounds like he's going fucking ape shit nuts all the time and says the craziest shit. But like when you're reading his lyrics, like when we go over him for like race the bars or something, mm -hmm. like then you start to really see like, wow, like he's got all these little things going on. Like he's. That guy is special. Super duper talented. Special. Mm, I feel that. As far as rapping, he's definitely one of, at the very minimum, one of the best rappers ever, ever, ever. Yeah. I'm with you. 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 But yeah, faith is a crazy mate. Faith faith is a crazy made up way to explain what you can't explain in a way that you can't debate it. And it's insane that we live in a nation that's innovative enough to create a station in space, but we still praise the pages of an ancient publication. Mm, I've wrote that. Song. I've wrote that song before. You wrote that song? <laughs> I have written that same song before. Mine was just way less cool. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he has another line. The whole the song is about religion. He said, it doesn't mean the seasons are changing just because you believe in the leaves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He got all these little quips and you're just like, That's damn, so bro. Tough. Yeah, he's he's amazing. He's a master. He's amazing. All right. I'll quit sucking his dick. Yeah. Um, I know I played some games I was going to tell you about. Um, I downloaded or I played somehow played a couple of games on my switch um one was called just shapes and beats <laughs> i seen like a reddit thread that was like recommend me a switch game that i've never heard before that i should play and like i, I tried a couple of them what were you gonna say i was gonna wait until you're done oh okay i was just gonna tell you real quick about shapes and beats it's cool but it's like a mobile game you just literally are like a little dot on the screen and like the music's tight it's like got like some cool like bass heavy like techno and like mm -hmm. as the bass like thumps like little lines and like circles pop up on the screen like it's like a music game you literally just have to like dodge it like dodge all the beats and shit so it's kind of it's, tight though it's kind of tight like you can get like a rhythm and you're just kind of like playing okay. it and shit but um i mean it's if you have like it'd be worth like 10 bucks i'd say i don't know how I much it costs on there but anyways um, i did just see that the sega genesis collection came out on the switch oh which means you need to download that okay i'll ASAP check that out so that i can be playing kick chameleon on the go uh, i will check that out you got that on your re uh retro arc though i know but i don't have it with like rewind function yeah. and all that cool stuff you know I what i'm saying it you. makes them really easy to play yeah. and i'll be honest i think i'm gonna give my retro pie away are you um, I love my RetroPie, but my brother hit me up recently. My brother doesn't play video games. Mm -hmm. um, he said he hit me up and he's like talking to me. He said, you know, my buddy got this thing. You know what a RetroPie is or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I got one. He's like, my brother who's nine years older than me, mind you. So he yeah. grew up like with the Atari and all that. He's like, yeah, my buddy has this. He was like, I, I would really like to get one of these. If I get one of these, can you help me set it up so that I can like play like these old Atari games and things like that when I have like friends come over? I think I'm just gonna give it to him. Give it to him for Christmas. My Fuck brother, yeah. my mind you, my brother makes a lot of money. Yeah, and then he takes me to do like all kinds of super awesome shit that I can't afford to do. Yeah, like he took me. We take trips together, and he like usually foots the bill for everything. He pays for the Airbnb. Yeah, I think being able, I think like he, I mean, he has a season ticket package of the Blue Jackets, and he like takes me to all these games. And then when he can't go, he just gives him. I mean, while, so while, I just want to do something nice for him. Well, that's only like a fifty dollar gift, but the the amount of time and effort right. put into like curating all the content, you know, I think that's a, a that would be a really cool gift to give somebody. I think it's really cool. I mean, the reality is, is like the things that I really wanted the retro pie the most for. Yeah was like N64 and PlayStation, and it doesn't really work great for those. Yeah, not yet. So, like, while 
I'll be giving him all my other emulated games. I still got him on my PC. I can still play him. So it's yeah. like, I just want to kind of do something nice for him. I so I think, you. oh, for I Christmas, I'm just going to let him have that. Definitely like, do that. There you go, bro. That's a perfect gift, honestly. I, would I mean, be, I would love it if somebody gave me something like that. That's you know? the, the other thing, too, is like when you buy somebody a gift and we're getting to like Christmassy kind of topics or whatever, mm-hmm. but like my brother has way more money than I have. Sure. So he can buy whatever he wants. Yeah. There's nothing I can buy him that he can't buy himself. <laughs> it's more about the thought. So like, this is a cool way for me to give him something that he can't just have because he doesn't have the know-how to do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this time. is something he really knows about or anything like that. And so he like kind of hit me up. Like, I know you like video games. What do you think of this? And so it's a, like a cool thing that I can kind of do for him. Yeah. I more so it. than just buy him. So I'm going to, I think, gonna, I think awesome. I'm, I'm going to give him my retro pie for Christmas. That's what's up. Hell yeah. I used to, um, man, like, do you have like any, uh, I think that's a sweet gift, but have you ever had any gift that like you spent so much time on and effort on? Like, you're like, yeah, this is like the perfect gift for somebody. Um, one year for Christmas, I wrote a song for my mom. Yeah. And I wrote a song for my dad. Okay. And I just gave him CDs with that song on them. Did you like, they listened to it in front of you and shit. That seems so weird. I mean, I, I don't, I don't remember exactly, but I like gave him each like I wrote you a song. And I mean, I, I think it's, I think that's so cool, but I, I can imagine how like weird it might feel. Like uh, the mama, the mom song was like called like Mama's Boy, and I forget what the dad. Never I don't re- even know if I still have them. They probably have them. Never released. Oh, definitely not. Exclusively for them. Definitely, yeah. It was that's, just like a one-off for them. That's really sweet. Um, but like, I thought that was just like cool because it was yeah, like I had this skill. Like, I didn't have any money at the time, and I wanted to do something for him. It was like I have a skill. That I could use to like, yeah. Let me give him some time, you know. Yeah, Put the like, time into it. Well, I mean, like, again, my parents have way more money, and they can buy anything. There's nothing I can buy them, right? Right. But so no like, one else can give them that, right? You know? Exactly. Like, I, and and it's not just about like rapping. It's about like these are my thoughts and feelings towards you. Like, yeah, and it's like forever there now. It's right. like stamped. If Boom. I die tomorrow, they'll have that. Right. That's really sweet. You know what I'm saying so I like, like that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really cool. I've since like written, I think, more songs to each of them, like just. Not as gifts, just like as me writing. Like, yeah. Uh, on my album, Beautiful, I had a song that I cut off, and it's on one of, uh, one of my other releases. One of the, the seven remixes yeah. of it. Um, but there's one that's called Look at Er Ma. Okay. Look at me. Look at me. Oh, yeah. Look at what I'm doing, Ma. Mm-hmm. I remember that one. Yeah, I got one like that. I got one that I wrote about uh, my dad, and just like after I had my son, just like... Um, looking on my relationship with my father as a kid and like how I have to be a father to my son and yeah. relating those two things to each other. And yeah. that sounds sweet. That's really awesome, man. Like things that you don't think about when you're a kid until you like actually have a kid and then you start really, the wheels start turning all the time. Yeah. I feel you. Um, yeah, I never did anything that cool. <laughs> Uh, I did. Um, I gave my the coolest gift. I you pro- grew a cooler beard. <laughs> the coolest gift I probably ever gave was I was probably I was probably only eighteen, but I didn't make very much money. But I uh, I lived with my brother at the time and um, our buddy Mike, and I had just moved out of the house, uh, so I didn't have a whole lot of money and shit. But um, I found online. I found a my brother was playing like uh, Shining Force one and two, like replaying it at the time. And Shining Force 3 had only come out for the Sega Saturn, like in Japan. You couldn't get it. You know what I mean? So I, I found on eBay, like eBay was new. You know what I mean? This is like 15 right. years ago. Um, I got on eBay, bought a fucking Sega Saturn. I bought Shining Force. Oh, and the Saturn came with like 
10 games. There you go. Bottom Shining Force. Gave all that shit to him. I wrapped it in like a wrapping paper with duct tape and shit. I remember one year for Christmas when I was like a kid too. Like when I was like, I don't know, eight or something. Yeah. Um, My brother for Christmas bought me like six PlayStation games. Okay. And I remember like I got Ridge Racer. I got all these different things. And I just remember like looking at that now. Because at the time, I don't think I really realized it. Like, my brother was probably working at McDonald's or Target or something. Yeah. And to just think about, like, how much money he probably spent so that I could have a bunch of video games. Like, that's really cool. That was so awesome. Like, that's real. Ex- like, my brother wasn't where he is now, where he's 40 and making $100,000 a year. Like, he was making eight bucks an hour yeah. or something <laughs> and spent all his money to let me have all these little video games. Like, yeah, that's really cool. My brother's fucking cool. That's awesome, man. Those are like those little moments that, I mean, obviously it, it left an impression because you're literally talking about it right now, yeah. you know, like 30 years later or yeah. whatever, you know, 25 years later. So yeah, that's, those are, that's the, sh- that's the fucking stuff of life, man. That is those moments. Yeah, I know? agree. I agree. Those are the po- the moments that count. Yeah. If it's, if it's important enough for you to remember years and years and years later, yeah. then it was important. Exactly. Even if it seems menial. That's why Christmas is a time of giving. I'm going to give my kids ass whippings for Christmas. I was going to get into a Christmas. Uh, you were bad this year. <laughs> there we go. Christmas time. Oh, were you like ready? Yeah. <laughs> you got ready for Christmas? <laughs> I didn't have anything else to say on Christmas. But the only Christmas thing I had to say was I uh, watched that movie with uh, Kurt Russell. All right. So while we're just on the topic, we were talking about PlayStation game and everything. Uh, yeah. PS1 Classic came out. Yes, it did. I was going to go buy it. Mm-hmm. I was. Just because like I should have that with my other... But bro, all the reviews are atrocious. Really? That's a shame. Oh my god, like I guess like the menu has no music. Like everything is super like looks last minute thrown together. Like generic like, as fuck. They say all the games are like running slow or not emulated properly. Damn. Like the colors aren't as bright as they're supposed to be. Like there's all kinds of problems with it. And it's just like there's no way I can, in good conscience, give you a hundred dollars just for the sake of sitting this on my shelf. Yeah, because I'm obviously not going to play games this way if they're not even emulated right. Yeah, I'm. I feel you. I'm never an early adopter of shit like that, man. I know better. That shit looks so tight though. But like, <laughs> yeah, don't waste your wait till it's so cheap, man. man. There, you know they mass produce it, so it'll be all right. It'll get cheap. Wait, just wait. I really just wanted it to go with my <laughs> Super NES Classic and have them to get. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, let my it. kids play some of these. Like, nope. <laughs> Not going to work. What a shame. But I was going to say this before. I forgot. Uh, when I was watching Wreck-It Ralph, I thought about this. And then when I was looking at the reviews of the PlayStation Classic, it reminded me of this. But um, I really wish that they would just make a new Twisted Metal game. Like pretty mm. graphics. Just a fun little arcade style like Twisted Metal game. That would be awesome. They made one for the PS3, right? That was. I don't know. I mean, the la- I, I, I wasn't. I was under the impression they hadn't made any since PlayStation Two. But even so, up. PlayStation Three is not really all that new. Like, I want like a big fancy twisted metal game. I hear you. Yeah, they should make I mean, a as AAA. Pop- as popular as that game was, I'm. Pr- it's pretty shocking. Twisted Metal was so tight when yeah, I was a kid. 2012, they that, came out with one. For, you uh, could PS3. make that game really well now. Yeah. But like Wreck It Ralph, the way that they were doing like the Death Race or whatever they were doing, like it was reminding me. Of oh twisted yeah. Metal. I think I that's thinking, what they were like, going for. But I was like, this looks so fun. Like I want to. <laughs> play that game again. Yeah, no. I know. I even told Tara after that movie, I said, they are fucking dumb not to make video games of these 
characters. They they made a Wreck It Ralph video game for the like Wii era. It was like a horrible shovelware piece of garbage. Well, I mean, when they could have most Wii games were, but they could have made like a vanilla P racing game. Like that would have been fucking cool. You know what I mean? They could have yeah, made the should. Wreck It Ralph like actual game. Like they should build it into a bigger brand than just a movie. Yeah, I agree. Like they have because it's it's so a gold open mine, to doing that. Yeah, I mean they made a good this game. Kind of tight, bro. Like the. Um, yeah, the graphics on this look pretty good. This dope. looks pretty good, bro. This looks better than I would have expected it to look. Um Yeah, they made like Pixar made the Toy Story 3 game, which was super dope, by the way. Bro, this is super dope, bro. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to ignore no, you, but I like, own you this. put this on and this looks tight, bro. I own this. I've never played it though. This looks fun as hell, it bro. This look fucking sweet. It's twisted metal, bro. Looks just like that uh game from Wreck It Ralph. Was it uh Shit, I, I can't remember. remember what it was called. Yeah, I don't remember. But this shit looks tight. Slaughter race, I think is what it was. Yeah, slaughter race. That's what it was. <laughs> All right. But this shit looks tight. Like I don't know. I just wanted a new twisted metal game. Yep. I'll check it. Um. All right. Let's see what else I got here. I got two more things. Okay. First, do you know who Lalas Abu Baker is? Nope. I didn't expect you to know because I didn't know either. How but I waited that? on him. L-A-L-A-S. A-B-U. There you go. Plays for the Columbus Crew. Okay. He's like a really high draft pick. Uh, he, he, I waited on him at Buffalo Wild Wing or at the place that I work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's out there now. Yeah. Lalas um, Abu Bakar. Abu Bakar. Yeah. Okay. Was he cool? He was very cool. Yeah. He was very polite. He was very, uh, he was, he was cool as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't really have much more than that. I didn't Did even know who well? he was. Put him on blast. Oh, here we go. You're going to perpetuate the stereotype, bro. Nah, um, I could tell, I could tell, um, mind you, he's foreign. So that. Uh, <laughs> he's like not from here. So like, I know, I know. Culturally. Um, but he, I would say tip well. Oh. He gave me like a 15% tip, but okay. I could tell he was really nice. And I could tell that when I got tipped, they made it a point to be like, here, this is for you. And they like snuck it to me. And I could tell he probably doesn't tip. Oh, like, so his I think people I he think, was with. No, I think like I got along with them really well. I think they were really happy with the service. So I think they thought like you went above and beyond. I got to make sure I, I do something okay. nice for you. I got you. So like while it was it was a totally fine tip. Fifteen percent is fine. Sure, like there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but that's I not think, tipping well. That's just tipping. Well, I mean, I think for him, like that was he was trying to make a point. Like I really appreciate. Okay, this. I got you. So he was. I appreciated the fact that he appreciated me <laughs> more than the actual. Tip. But you did a you did a twenty five percent tip job. I mean, yeah, but I'm not gonna complain about a fifteen percent tip ever. Know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care how rich you are. You don't owe me more than fifteen percent ever, right? Or more than twenty percent. You know what I'm saying? Like, right? So. And I, to be honest, he's probably not super rich. I don't think MLS players are super balling. I don't know. But he was very nice. I liked him a lot. He was a good guy. Okay. Great. But I, I don't know anything about him. I just thought that was noteworthy. Great. Okay. Done talking about him. I, I was too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I got one last thing. All right. All right. What I got it? one last thing. Eminem just dropped his kickoff freestyle. Okay. 11 minute freestyle. Okay. Him at St. Andrew's Hall. What's that? I know St. Andrew's Hall. What's the freestyle about? Like, what's it mean? What do you mean? What did, what do you do it for? 
It's just he just made a video of him freestyling oh. Sanders Hall. Okay, cool. And for eleven fucking minutes. Is it sweet? All right. So this is my <laughs> opinion on it. Okay. Um, I watch this and he's doing all the real crazy fast flow stuff that he does now. Yeah. It's real typical for him now that I don't like. But I was watching this and I was thinking the whole time. First of all, there were numerous times where he had lines that were like super funny to the point I was like literally like busting a gut laughing. Okay. Like out loud hard. It was funny. Okay. Um, but I was watching this and I was thinking like, well, I don't particularly like this. I almost think that 10, 20 years from now, people are going to look back at this time at Eminem where he's doing all this stuff and everybody kind of shits on him all the time. And I think like it's going to be one of those things where it's like wasn't appreciated during his time because hmm. it's genuinely amazing. Watching him rap the way he raps in this video, for example, he's rapping substantially better than he is on the Eminem show, which is my favorite Eminem album. Sure. I like Eminem show way better. It sounds better. But as far as actually like how complex his raps are yeah. and all that like like rap ability this is fucking crazy yeah and so while it's really easy to like brush that off like sounds like shit whatever you know what i'm saying like i think like 10 20 years later people are gonna look back on that and marvel at it like i agree i think they you were ahead of your time or like we didn't appreciate you when you were doing these amazing things and like it was funny because i was watching this and i was thinking this in my head and even thinking that i was still thinking like i still don't particularly like this <laughs> But it was just so undeniable. Like, this is incredible. This is what you're doing. Like, I... It's amazing. He's a fucking pro, man. Watch that shit when you have time. Like, I will. If, if for no other reason than to just Marvel. Because it's... I didn't know that was a thing. I seen Gmo released one. I watched that. It was like one and a half minutes. <laughs> it wasn't that impressive, but... But, like, he's just doing all this, like, and just like... <laughs> it was cool, but... Wow. Yeah, I definitely want to watch that. Well, like, so there were, like, three or four different times where I was, like, legit laughing out loud hard. Okay. Like, his lines were just fucking outrageous. One, he had one line. It was something about his penis, and I was dying, bro. There's always was, a line about his penis. It was, like, some, like, super extra line about his penis. Like, like, so over the top. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and it was funny, bro. But I was just watching this, and I was just marveling. Like, damn, you're fucking good at this, bro. Yeah, was it a monster bash? I'll give it a monster bash just off of sheer skill. Monster. I didn't even particularly like the way it sounded, but it was amazing to watch. It was impressive. Okay, that's dope, man. I'll definitely, I'll definitely check that out. Definitely. I, I just wonder what's going through his head all the time. Like, I know. Do you think he does? He just legit not give a fuck about like anything other than just flexing his nuts all the time. Like, I. Is he insecure and he's trying to prove a point? Like, I, I don't know. I, think, I don't know at this point. I think he's just so talented and like he really is like there's I mean, saying the word genius seems so hack, but like I really think his mind is tuned in such a way that like it really is like the the genius the version of rap. Yeah. Yeah. This is we, I don't mean we, like in a hyperbole no, way. Yeah. I literally mean like when you say genius and Eminem, you don't you don't mean that any other way than very literally yeah like almost like a an alt in an autistic way yeah you know what like I mean? like so exceptionally <laughs> like like just just compare him to everybody bro he is just way out there like yeah like, so it comes so he's I mean, like he's, he's honed 298 like, toothpicks ray that's what he's doing bro yeah he's honed the he's honed the samurai sword you know what i mean he's put the time and now it probably just comes so fucking natural to, that he's been doing it for so fucking long and uh, daily like you just 
it's your, you know, it's probably his life. So he, he, it probably doesn't take much for him to be like, to kind of switch it on, you know, all right, it's time to write, lock himself up. And he probably wrote that, or he wrote half of his songs in like one setting. You know what I, I mean? Th- I think like, I, I genuinely think cause like when I look at stuff like that, like 11 minutes is a long time. Yeah. He had <laughs> to have been doing that since like he got done with the MGK beef. Yeah. Like just sitting around. Writing it. Was it a freestyle or was it, it actual? Um, or was it like a. Um, I think it's industry freestyle, which is where yeah. it's written, but they memorize it. And, I got you. Yeah. No, but it's still impressive. Absolutely, it is. Um, but like, I just. You I can't imagine. He only, he only thinks in rhymes. Well, like, I, I can't imagine that he has done anything else since the MGK beef was over. Yeah. He had to be like sitting around <laughs> doing that, like writing it, memorizing it. I want to watch that. Changing shit. it. You know what I'm saying? And just like until it was, and then he was like, all right, I'm done. Now it's time to film this video. And like, boom, mm. you're like, how does Eminem do this? It's like, that's has to be all he's doing. Yeah. Has to be, that's it. Like nothing in life. <laughs> he's the fucking amazing, man. amazing, bro. Yeah, he's a bro. We can only hope to be that good at anything, honestly. You just, just gotta find the- writing good songs again. <laughs> you gotta you find- obviously can rap. Just write good songs again. But I'm, Kamikaze was great, so I shouldn't even say that. Yeah, quit hating. Kamikaze was really good, so I really should stop saying that because that was he broke that trend to me. Okay, I'll check it out. Thank you for recommending that. Yeah, and that's all I got for my list. Um, the only other thing we'll go to break here in a moment, but I did want to mention last week I was um. Uh, invited to be on the Unknown Podcast on Saturday. That show's whack as fuck, bro. <laughs> Check that shit out if you want or don't. But uh, it was fun. We just we talked about Christmas uh, quite a bit. And of course, Juggalo Talk. It is a Juggalo branded podcast, I believe, uh, these days. It at least seems like that. Um, people probably would say that about ours too, just giving them some shit. But um, make Eminem great again. <laughs> <laughs> we are um, we are doing a we're doing a Christmas exchange on the Unknown Pod. Oh yeah, like a That's secret right. Santa. I got my secret Santa. Okay, okay. They we did the drawing for it. The other I didn't day. tell you on uh, Thanksgiving. Just, just, okay, it's cool. About, I'm done talking. No, uh, it was in relation to you talk about gifts or whatever uh, on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, I broke out one of the bottles of liquor that you got me for my birthday. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. Glad I to hear that, that. family. That's what's up. Yeah. Was it good? Yeah, it was E and J. It's fucking great. <laughs> there were two different ones. I wasn't sure what the I, I haven't broken the other one open yet. I was just doing the E and J. Um uh, but uh, yeah. Scott says no, it's not. I think he's referring to his podcast being a juggalo podcast, but I don't know. I beg to differ. We'll see. <laughs> we told, do a juggalo podcast. <laughs> I told him they should just roll with it. This is episode seventeen, man. Let's whoop it up. Whoop, 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 whoop. Oh, uh, we, we did talk about there's a new ICP song called what the fuck WTF and it's crazy it's I don't know if it's great but uh, it's not the best it'll be a good concert song was my consensus we talked about it on the show Grindhouse did an album once called what the fuck are you doing okay. WTF are you doing okay <laughs> it was cool that's good um, I don't anecdote. I don't remember how that even happened for us like I must have been really drunk when I came up with that and was like this is what we're doing and Nick was like all right sounds bad that was great. That was an inappropriate sound effect <laughs> for what was being said. Well, let's go ahead and take go right. ahead, take a fucking right. break, and we'll come back with our throwback spotlight. Smoke cigarettes and raise the bars and top five. We'll keep all that shit secret, right? Yeah, I still have. I've been debating in my head which album I'm gonna pick for my throwback spotlight. Right. I think I got it. You're gonna be on the spot. So this week we did go over Cut Calhoun's Levy. So be we're t- coming back with that. Be ready to talk about that. Here we go. Be right back. Peace. 
right, here, here we go. Ready? Three, two, one. Hey! hey. We're back! Um, <clears throat> sorry, we had a reset here. I was going to show you guys. I, this came in the mail literally during during our break here. Um, this is cool. Check it out. Oh, Mr. Eight Legs. Some more, uh, yeah, Mr. Eight Legs art. This what is that? This is a this is a poster of um, Krang from Ninja Turtles. Krang. I was about to say it looks familiar, but I can't spot what it is. And that's yeah. definitely what it is. Is Krang? It's cool, right? Um, but it also it looks like he hooked me up with another one. Yeah, it looks like you got the Grinch back here. Uh, bro. It's green, but you guys can't see it on here. Um, oh, here, y'all want to see Matt the Cat? Look at this dumbass. Hey, I like Matt the Cat. He's nice <laughs> to him. That's my buddy. Uh, but anyways, yeah, this is pretty cool. Um, but uh, it also is supposed to come with a pen. Let me see if that's in there. Um, I actually ordered it from a site that's a Facebook page called Rock the Dead Co. Um, they have like a page where he like he was doing this fun shit last week where it was like first two people that say dibs on this, I'll ship it to him for five bucks. Or this one was eleven bucks and you get the that and the matching pen. I was like, okay, cool. Oh, this is pretty tight. Yeah, I like it a lot. And like, here's the pin. Oh, yeah, it's super dope. Here, I'll show it on the close cam. Yeah, this is a sight, bro. Very cool. Got me this pin. Ooh. Anyways, that's pretty dope. Tight. Mr. Eight Legs Art. I know it's his company's called it, this company that they're selling the shit through. It's called like Mixed Era Media. And now it's Rock the Dead Co. And they have some other cool. They make like limited a limited edition too. Yeah, they make like some really cool pins of like. Um, they have, he has one that looks like Jimi Hendrix as a zombie, and they got like these cool clown pins with like removable heads, and you can put different heads on them and shit. They have one that looks like Carnival Carnage. They have one that looks like Pennywise. They do. They're doing all kinds of really super dope shit over there. So I want to give them props. That's the only reason I, I did want to talk about it on the show. Let me go grab a rebel. Okay. Yeah. So here's the um, yeah mixed era media, Rock the Dead Co. Those guys are the shit. Very, very, very tight. Mr. Eight Legs. Okay. You're, you're the man, of course. He's doing all kinds of uh, art I've seen for uh, Twisted and shit. I think that's just tight. I do, too. I think I think they're smart to use him. He's really good at what he does, and it's perfect for their like gimmick. Hell, yeah. All, all right. right. Well, let's do it. Um, we're doing fucking throwback spotlight this week on Cut Calhoun's... Blevy. Blevy. Came out in 2004, some shit like that. Go ahead. Kick it off. Um. All right. Let me preface this with saying I literally haven't listened to this album since it came out. Maybe, I haven't either. Maybe I, like 2005. I haven't either. <laughs> um, I remember I listened to it a lot. I remember really liking it. It wasn't quite as fun this time around. Honestly, there's some songs that I just genuinely do not like on it. There's a, there's several. Okay, before you go any further, <laughs> I want you to know that I had not listened to this since like right around when it came out. Yeah. And I have all these fond memories of it. And yeah. I love this album. And I listened to it this week. Mm-hmm. And there's two. Um, six songs on this album that I really liked. Okay. After that, I didn't really care for any of it. And I had all these fond memories. that It was yeah, really kind of disappointing. Yeah, I, I had the same feeling. I was like excited. I was like, all right, here we go. And I was like, okay, bring the flame. That song's tight. I was like, fuck that yeah. That shit is awesome. Hip hop warning, tight as fuck. Then like the next one, I'm like, okay. Nationality. nationality. It's like, okay. Yeah. But uh, see, I think that's- Keep it Keebler. Okay. Nationality, Keebler. Those are really representative of the majority of the album. Yeah, you're right. Um. Like the other one, I like Bring the Flame, Hip Hop Warning, and then I, I like the Know How, uh, In a White Man's Eyes, My Life, and To Whom It May Concern. Okay. 
all of those songs are really, really good. Yeah. All of the other ones are very forgettable. Um, I think a lot of them sound like Tech Nine's throwaways. Yes. I was going to say um, something similar. Like Even the beats all sound like... They seem like Tech Nine beats that he was just like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't feel like rapping on this. And like handed it to Cut Cal- <laughs> Calhoun. I mean, it's unfortunate because a lot I of them are I had better tight. memories of this album than the reality. Yeah, same. Um, it was it was more disappointing than it wasn't. But let me tell you that here. Let me tell you some good things. Cut Cal- good things too. Cut Calhoun is a dope rapper. Plain and simple, he is good at what he does. There is not a whack verse from him on this album. Yeah, he's like I mean, very uh, some of the lines and puns and like the multiple rhymes in the bars. Like he he's doing it all. You know, he's but a lot of times it just sounds like a a different voice of Tech Nine. You know what I mean? It kind of seems like. I don't know if Tech Nine did any writing for him. Well, or he's anything, a more but, traditional rapper than Tech Nine. Like he raps yeah. like a normal rapper. But there's some he does some of the things that Tech Nine does. He does on occasion, you know? but I feel like more often, a lot more often than Tech Nine, he raps, just raps. Yeah. Um, uh, like the thing I was gonna say is like for all these songs that I thought were forgettable or I didn't care for, mm-hmm. he raps very, very well on all yeah, of them. I agree. His rapping is great. But like the beats, the concepts, just the like, it all seems like text. They're throwaways. all yeah, they're just all like, not songs I care about. It almost like he. I mean, I'll put it like this: if Tech Nine didn't have his hand like hardcore in this every song on this fucking album, I'd be. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. By the way, but like almost like a Violent J and Boondock situation to compare it. You know what I mean? Like or Zug Island, or whatever. But. It almost seems like that's kind of what they were going for. and But also, Cut Calhoun, as dope as a rapper as he is, almost seemed like he wrote it, it all of his songs in such a way that cater, he knew would cater to Tech Nine's audience almost. Like you get a very strong vibe of that, very almost copycatish. It sounds like a Tech Nine with less Tech, a Tech Nine album with less Tech Nine. That's what it, it sounds like. And not to mention, I mean, how, I, I think Chris Calco literally does the ver, the hook on. 12 Most of the of tracks. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is... is <laughs> Don't like, get me wrong. I love Chris Calco. But. I do too. And and when I say this sounds like a Tech 9 album with way less Tech 9, like, I don't even mean that Cut Calhoun isn't a good enough rapper to carry the show. Because I agree. Is. I agree. I just... There's not great songs. Like, yeah. the rapping is good. The songs aren't great. I'm with you. Um, like I said, I think Bring the Flame is the best song in the album. Bring the Flame in, in a awesome. white man's eyes. Are, I, if every song was that good, every it would have been a banging-ass fucking album. The no... Like all six of those songs that I named, what were the other great. ones that you mentioned again? I like "Bring the Flame" and "Hip Hop Morning." Yep, the first two. Me too, and then we can skip all the way down to track eleven. Yeah, like eleven, <laughs> twelve, thirteen, and fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like those. I, I like those same tracks. I would. I almost. Yeah, there's almost not a single, every other one is just. Eh. Yeah, I like the old the parlay at the end better than nationality parlay remix. Well, um, I see. I. I, I, I was. Sex. I feel like I was confused here because when I started listening to this, yeah, I got to nationality, the parlay remix, yeah, and I was like, this is a remix of a Tech Nine song. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was like off of Absolute Power, or something, something that I haven't listened to in a long time. Yeah, and then I got down to fifteen, and it was parlay, and I was yeah. like. Maybe it what? Maybe it was a remix of a song off this album. And by the and I way, just remember it from that. I've never seen anything like that where they put the remix before the. Oh, I have lots of lots of regular songs. Lots I've of never that's, that's not uncommon. But Goldberg, fucking horrible. Keep it Keebler. Keep, keep it Keebler. That shit is garbage, man. The thing is, it's not garbage. I think that, it that, is. That's the thing, though. That's the thing is for all these songs that I don't care about. The production, like I'm, I, I was trying to figure out what I didn't like about it. Yeah. So 
like the rapping is very obviously great. Yeah. So that's not the issue. I'm just saying and song, then as songs, I'm, I think well, then I'm garbage. thinking like maybe it's the beat and I'm listening to the beat and the beats aren't bad. Yeah, I know. I just don't like them. The concepts They're are trash. They're good beats. They're the con- just not the concepts the style and, I like. The concepts and the hooks on almost every song is bad to me. Like, especially like, uh, I hate shit like this, by the way, when rappers do this, like Keep It Keebler and Goldberg and Bianca's and Beatrice's where they're trying to invent a slang term. Or maybe it's something that's an inside joke with them and their friends. And like, it just, to me, that shit never yeah. works. I, I agree. hate that shit. I agree. Like Tech 9 does it all the time too. Yeah. Caribou Lou is like, I think kind of like one that worked, you know, yeah. similar, but I know um, what you mean though. You're right. He does that. They do that a You're lot, right. you know? Um, um, let me say this too. It's weird to listen to an album where somebody raps so well the whole time and you're just like, Scatterman and Snug Bream. Snug Bream. sweet as fuck, bro. Scatterman's pretty bad no they're sweet as fuck bro i like Scatterman. that shit. <laughs> i like every song every bread. verse starts like this scatterman coming from kansas city like every <laughs> i like them bro they're, they're on several songs on this I like snug em. bram is good but I, I actually have the scatterman snug bram album we stole it at the juggalo gathering from like a box of those albums fuck somebody yeah. stole them and i gave them out and i got one um but anyways uh that, that album actually isn't terrible I like this album better still. Let's put it, let's keep it real. Um, I, I don't want to keep shitting on this because I do like Calhoun. I know he's talented. I've listened to some of the shit he's done after, but I just have like the most memories with this. So that's why I checked it out. But I will make sure to make it a point to listen to some of his like shit that came after this because I'm sure t- ooh, if whatever he's released without strange music or with the text hand in it, it's probably more what I would like. Honestly. What I was going to say, I was going to say, um, for next week's throwback spotlight, I had thought about using another Cut Calhoun album, and I didn't because it's cut. We just did Cut okay. Calhoun. I appreciate but, that. <laughs> um, just in your free time. Yeah, I will. Listen to feature presentation. Yeah, I have it. Because it's like, that's like a really amazing album that I love. And I don't know if like I love that album so much that I forgot how I felt about this one or if I just felt different at the time or whatever. But I have a feeling, and if you go listen to that one, you're gonna like it a lot more. You like okay, this. I hope so. It's a much better album. All right, I'll ch- I'll definitely uh, check it out. Like, how would you rate this album? Um, I'm gonna have. I'll have to rate it like a. Oh, uh, I'll give it a six. I was gonna give it a six. Too. <laughs> I was gonna give it a six just based off the strength of the rapping. Yeah, because he does. There's he does not have a whack verse on the whole album. He raps well. Songs aren't great. Yeah. It was, I, there was six songs I really liked after that. None of it. Yeah, I, w- I wish he would have worked harder on some like better concepts. I feel like there was almost too much Tech Nine too. What, I think I believe so, and that's uh, I mean you could feel his influence heavily, like uh, to me. Yeah. But we'll see. I, I haven't checked out his other shit recently. Like I was I was looking through his albums though. The one it came out in like 2013. There was a song on there where he samples like the Lolly pop guild or some shit from uh i don't remember i just know or uh, the oompa loompas right um <laughs> i just remember like feature presentation i bumped that for like a year like yeah loved that album i've definitely have listened to it i'll check it out again black gold i remember i like that one too that's the one i'm thinking of that came out in like 2012 or 2013 i like that album i don't remember it as well but i like that album as well okay um bubby flames mixtape Feature presentation. Feature presentation is all raw and uncut's good too. And then black gold and twenty. Raw and uncut is a good album too. See, we we honestly we probably picked this w- weakest album. Yeah, unfortunately. 
Well, um, I mean, it was his first album too, so that's like the easy one to go back to. Yeah. Oh, there it was. I don't like the look of it. That's the <laughs> that's the one from 2013. Look at the track list for feature presentation. Just I haven't All listened right. to it in a long time, but like I played this for like a year, bro, like heavily. Um, punk rock bitch is awesome. Killer city. Stop, stop. Jeffin is one of those like where they're trying to invest. Like, <laughs> uh, I see it is tight as fuck. Uh, Jay's on my feet. I let that shit colors. School days is off the hook. Yeah. Shadas, um, letter to my kids. Whoop de whoop. I like smiling faces is really good. Like, okay, okay. that's a really, really good album. Punk mm. rock bitch, I think, is my favorite. I'll make it a point to peep at this. Punk this rock bitch week. is real auto tuny. Okay. It's got like guitars and shit in it. All right, but it's fucking tight, bro. All right. Bunk rock bitch. But yeah, I would have given this a six out of ten. Okay. Just yeah. on the strength of rapping. So if he didn't rap so well, it would have been probably a three or four. Cut, I know you're listening to this. Don't take it personally, bro. We still love you, man. No, he's a great I've seen rapper. you in concert. You're the shit. You're so you keep it fucking live. I'm still a fan, but I've met him. I, I wish he would shows with him. I he's, wish he had something newer than twenty thirteen. You know? Listen, I've met him. I played shows with him. He's a great guy. He's a great artist. He's always nice. Um, always friendly. Um, but this album, for what it's worth, this album I did like when it came out, so it was not a waste. I liked it when know? it came out too. Just I don't think it. Maybe it just didn't hold up very. Maybe good. it just didn't age well. I don't That's know. it. All right. <laughs> Stop apologizing for it. All right. I'm uh, not sorry. That's my opinion. I didn't you, think it was a great album. You're not sorry if you tricked them. Is that what you're saying? Whoop whoop yeah. What? I don't know. I didn't. I don't know what got into that, me. It was a 17 man that got into me oh you're talking about the unveiling yeah <laughs> we're not sorry if we tricked you that shit that's what, is that what you're saying yeah oh it took me yeah i didn't oh what's funny is on the unknown pod something really funny happened brian really compared uh he said the rat pack you remember you know the rat pack like frank sinatra yeah. and them he said that was like the original dark lotus <laughs> i mean kind of i see the analogy that kind of works for real uh, like shit. the super group yeah i know but it was funny you no know? that kind of works yeah, we laughed so hard at it we were it was fun it was like 2 a.m i don't know if you know that i like fucking love frank sinatra okay sank sinatra sinatra no i love frank sinatra like my kids I always want to do this like let's have a dance party and then i put music on youtube okay. and dance and like yeah, my kids do that, sure. they do this with their like moms and stuff too but like every time i do it i always like end up putting on frank sinatra and i like slow dance with my daughter and stuff yeah i love frank sinatra i think that shit is sweet as fuck i, I really like um when chris calico does like his shit where he sounds like frank sinatra yeah I like because he does too. Sometimes he doesn't keep a keyboard, man. We keep it. Keyboard. No, that does not sound like Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of like, uh, it doesn't matter where, where you go, where yeah. you've been, beautiful foreign oh, lands you've been in. Like, Look, that shit is tight as fuck, bro. I love that shit. Scott said he doesn't agree with that. Brian said thank you, though. He's listening. He said thank you for agreeing with him. Yeah, I think that's, I, I totally see the analogy there, and it works. Yeah, for me. It does work. It was just so funny. That's definitely a hilarious compare, hilarious <laughs> comparison, but I agree. All right, let's do raise the bars. You ready for this? Oh, we're, we're raising the bars now. Yeah, let's All do. Right. Let's um keep it Keebler here. All right. Um, we're keeping it Keebler. Here we go. <clears throat> hey yo. These words cut deep like scars. And now tuned in to the motherfucking raise the bars. Hey. Yeah. You like that shit? Hey! Shout out to Scott hey, hooking us hey, up with that shit. Hey, hey. that shit right, is cool. dope. Isn't that, it? that was dope as fuck. Thank we, you. We Scott. love it. I like. I love that shit, Scott. <laughs> so cool. I, I definitely couldn't have done better. So I, it's going. I'm going to use it forever. Me either. <laughs> All right. Let me. Um, oops. Comments ain't working. There we go. 
Gotta always right click. Don't you disable the comments on here? Nope, they just come up down here now. It's just like oh, a little you got, you got like a new thing. Yeah. All right, cool. You know it. You know it. I'm just finding about this right now. Finding out about this right now. All right. I can't talk today. <laughs> you want to start with mine or I yours? Don't I don't give a shit, bro. I'll start with mine. All right, let's go. Standing next to Amber Rose is ammo for the gossipers. They write the whole novel and get it twisted like it's Oliver. I'm gifted because when I spit, it's Christmas mixed with Hanukkah. Wrapping all my presents through a microphone and monitors. That shit is pretty tight, bro. Mm -hmm. That shit is pretty fucking tight, bro. I liked how it flowed, too. Oh, hold up. Wait. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, it's not like the illest bars ever but it flows well the scheme's good it's not trash as far as bars i'm gonna give it a 7.5 yeah that's pretty good bro i like that i, probably, I liked it i probably would have graded it like a, um eight at least i liked oh i mean i would have graded it higher except for i don't feel like any of the lines are that yeah it's just the great. internal rhymes are the internal i mean it's not like trash either There's oh and like that last reach. that last line is so dope it's never <laughs> it's never reaching at all sounds but look cohesive like it goes together yeah. it's good bro the like double entendre of rapping and rapping rapping oh, yeah. all my presence through a microphone and monitors, monitors yeah like your presence are your raps through the your presence yeah my that's presence so, on the mic yeah that's so dope yeah. no this is good 7.5 right. this is um um somebody's calling me um this is from b keys a song called sing my song whoever Who? b b keys k-e-y-z don't know I don't know who that is. This is tight, though. I liked it. I liked it, too. I liked it. David James says we'd triple our followers if you we fired you. Huh? David James talking shit. Just saying. You want to call him out and talk shit? Oh, that's my guy. <laughs> we play PUBG together. That's how I met him. Oh, okay. I met him playing PUBG. That's what's up. He helped me learn the ropes. All right, here we go. Hug the floor while we play in tug of war with your life. Fuck a tour and a mic. I'd rather fuck a whore with a knife. Deliver that shit that coroners like. You hype, pop a shit in broad daylight. Nigga, you're a goner at night. That's pretty dope. I like the first two bars are definitely a standout. Hug the floor while you play in tug of war with your life. Fuck a tour and a mic. I'd rather fuck a whore with a knife. That's so disgusting. Uh, <laughs> um... And delivering that shit that coroners like. That's good. I'll, I like this. I'll give this. I'll give this also a 7.5. It would have got an 8 if I liked the last two lines better. This is Caniva from D12. Okay. And it's on uh, When the Music Stops off of Eminem show featuring okay. B12. Hell yeah. Hug the floor while we playing tug of war with your life. Fuck a tour on a mic. I'd rather fuck a whore with a knife. Deliver that shit the corners like. You hype popping shit in broad daylight, nigga. You're a goner at night. Okay. That shit is so, so <laughs> awesome to me. I really like those first two bars though. Like that for years and years has been like one of my favorite quotables. Yeah, that's really dope. Tug a war with your life. Fuck a tour on a mic. I'd rather fuck a whore with a knife. Like, ugh, yeah. ugh, it, ugh. Like, it almost seemed like some Eminem shit. I kind of that shit that is feel. off the hook. I love that shit. <laughs> All right, here's the next one. I really don't understand why these imposters are popular. I'm confused, like seeing my Jewish homie rocking a swastika during Hanukkah instead of rocking his yarmulke, while Stevie Wonder gawking at Rihanna's exotic erotic body through the wrong side of some top dollar binoculars. 
imposters are popular. I'm confused like seeing my Jewish homie rocking a swastika during Hanukkah instead of rocking his yarmulke while Stevie Wonder gawking at Rihanna's exotic erotic body through the wrong side of some top dollar binoculars. This shit is really, <laughs> really good, bro. I agree. <laughs> Nine. Oh. Really good. I, I think that's well deserved. Bro, that's really good. Yeah. Um hell yeah, let's give give it Rihanna's one. Rihanna's exotic erotic body through the wrong side of some top dollar binocular like <laughs> like there's not only is there like the obvious when you're when you're reading this, you're getting the gawking exotic erotic, right? Yeah. But then body top dollar like there's all these other like like what oh my god bro rocking like he's got all these other things that are hitting just right this is so good i think the top dollar binoculars like that that trio of words is so side of some top like this (laughs) shit is and stevie wonders talking yeah this is so good bro can you give it a nine imposters are popular like (laughs) that's like alliteration without alliteration bro yeah like, this is real tight. I don't think you'll be disappointed in giving it that, man. This is Slaughterhouse, King Crooked specifically. Bro, I, I thought about giving this like a 9.5. Yeah. <laughs> I legit did, and I was just like... The song's called uh, Chopping Block. I mean, Crooked is the fucking man. Yeah, he is. That is so dope. I'd like to hear that. That is real good. Yeah, check that shit out. All right. That's the thing is like, when I give something a nine, I'm really not worried about it because I know I only give nines to things that are that exceptional that it has to be somebody. Well, I don't know. You gave like an eight to Macho Man, though. I did. That shit was tight, though, bro. <laughs> but like, there's a difference between an eight and a nine. You know what I'm saying? There's, a, know, there's a difference. With you. All right. Gave Hamilton like an eight and a nine. That shit was awesome, too, bro. That shit was really good. Uh, all right. Here we go. 12 in the morning, pop shells for a living. And Barry gun smell blood trail every minute. Rogue wave on you chiggers. No fail when I hit them. Every time I see a pig, I don't hesitate to kill him. Oh, I, I hope that's how they rap it. Rogue wave on you chiggers. No fail when I hit them. Every time I see a pig, I don't hesitate to kill him. Bro, it's really odd how close that is <laughs> to exactly how he does it. That shit is dope. I like how it like, I mean, it's just so precise with the like, um, the syllables. Twelve in the morning, pop shells for a living, and Barry gon' smell blood trail every minute. I don't know what that means, but rogue wave on you chiggers. No fail when I hit him. Every time I see a pick, I don't hesitate to kill him. I just I, I don't give a shit about anything they're saying, but just the way they that it's rapping. If it's like that, I love it. I give that a I'll give that an eight. Just because I, I don't love the lyrics so much. <laughs> I don't really love the lyrics either, but I love this song. And I like this. You know who uh, Rich Chigga is? No. All right. He was like a YouTube sensation or whatever. But he's like this little goofy looking Asian dude that is rapping like super hardcore gangster shit. Okay. And it went viral. And everybody was like torn. Like they wanted to laugh at him, except for it was like an undeniably hot song. Okay. And so like the whole time everybody's laughing and was like, this shit's kind of hot though. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so like when I was like looking at the lyrics, I was like, I don't really love any of these lyrics, but I just still feel like it's kind of hot though. <laughs> yeah. So I love that you appreciated that. <laughs> 12 in the morning, pop shells for a living and berry gon' smell blood trail every minute. Rogue wave on you chickens. No fail when I hit them. Every time I see a pig, I don't hesitate to kill him. Yeah, that's cool. It's just tight bro yeah. like and i don't know why it's so tight but it just it's sounds like hard like, i love oh. it bro i love it yeah he just gives you like a feel like when you're rapping I'm like, oh. well when i gave this to you i was thinking like he might just give us a terrible grade yeah. but i was like i love it though like yeah and i'm glad that you felt the same way because that's exactly how i feel i don't really love the words or anything but it's just fucking tight good, well, good choice 
All right. We ain't the same. I'm coming for every dollar. You're sweeping under the rug. The carpet is what I'm calling for. Read about me. I check him in every article. Put the heat on his wax and light it up like it's Hanukkah. I don't know. That sounded good when I wrapped it, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It sounded good when I wrapped Mm it. I didn't even know where it was going. (laughs) We ain't the same. I'm coming for every dollar. You're sweeping under the rug. The carpet is what I'm calling for. Read about me. I check him in every article. Put the heat on his wax and light it up like it's Hanukkah. All right. So I don't know that any of this is super great, but I love the rhyme scheme. Yeah. I love article and Hanukkah and dollar and column like because I know that they don't perfectly rhyme. But with the right execution, they perfectly rhyme. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this was written well. I feel like I can tell where the pauses are supposed to go. I'll give it a 7.5. It's really good. I think that's fair. I don't think it's, it's amazing, but I picked it mainly. Not the greatest quotes, but like good though. Mainly because it's Chameleonaire. Um, there you go. The song is Won't Hear a Sound. I thought it was good enough to, for, you know, I thought it was a, it seemed like a good rhyme scheme, you know, good Chameleonaire verse. You know, no, that's good. I nothing, like it. Nothing extraordinary, but got, good shit. We got Christmas and Hanukkah lines time <laughs> yeah. somehow, but I like this though. Yeah, man. Um, all right. So next one. Everybody want to talk about who this and who that, who the realist and who whack, or who white and who black. Critics want to mention that they miss when hip hop was rapping. Motherfucker, if you did, the killer Mike would be platinum. That's pretty dope. Everybody wants to talk about who this and who that, who's the realist and who whack, and who white or who black. Critics want to mention that they miss when hip hop was rapping. Motherfucker, if you did, the killer Mike be platinum. I just like what they're saying. It seems like one of those songs that's like, you know, the the song is just like telling it like it is, like just keeping it as real as fuck. You know, it's not like it's just um, talking shit. You know what I mean? So whoever this is, I could tell they're a good writer. You know, uh, I don't I don't really know Killer Mike's music that well, but I'm assuming he's obviously like well respected. So yes, that's absolutely. why he's saying that. Um, he's like a rapper's rapper. Yep. You know. Um, but it's pretty dope. It's not not extraordinary, but dope. I give it a I give it a seven. That's fair. This is Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Um, I almost didn't use this because I just feel like I've done Kendrick Lamar a few times. Yeah. But I was picking songs that I just listened to, and this like came on in the car, and I heard that shit, and I really love that. Critics want to mention that they miss when hip hop was rapping. Motherfucker, if you did and kill a mic, it'd be platinum. And I was like, I love that, bro. Yeah, that's a, that's oh, a, I love that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it seems like it's a stretch of a rhyme, but you can see how it works. You know. This is a song called Hood Politics. It's a great song. I love the song. I love Kendrick Lamar. I love his quote. I just, I, I love it, but you don't have to love it. You can, seven's good. Okay. Seven's fair. All right. <laughs> Not the Next. craziest shit, just good. Next one. All right. I ain't really Jewish, but I got a flex on Hanukkah. Threesome with your auntie and a barber named Veronica. Serenade bitch with Bing Crosby on harmonica. I'm covered in ice, but I'm raising a, thermon- a thermometer. This shit is all right. I could tell by the second bar that I was just eh on it. <laughs> it's fine. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, but it's not great. As threesome with your auntie and a barber named Veronica seems like a stretch right away. Like, yeah, like why? As soon as I got there, I was like, oh yeah, we're reaching now. <laughs> Serenade your bitch with Bing Crosby on harmonica. Does Bing Crosby even play harmonica? I don't know. <laughs> I they don't just know. say that. I don't. Maybe that. Maybe it does. I don't know. I don't know. Covered in ice, but I'm raising a the thermometer. Like. 
six. It's all right. It's not bad. That's fine. Not bad. This is from a rapper named Young Gravy. Y-U-N-G Gravy. The song's called Clock. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Young Gravy, fuck you. I mean, you could tell, like, the difference between, like, like, because, you know, all these rappers are like, I rap better than everybody in the industry. Yeah. And it's like, there's a reason that Cro- King Crooked's King Crooked yeah. and you're Young Gravy, bro. There's a reason. <laughs> I can tell just reading your shit, bro. <laughs> He's not trash. I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on him. I'm just saying, like, there's a difference here. I know. I'm sure it sounds okay, but, oh, well. Not the, not the greatest. All right, man. All right. <sighs> I fuck with savages. You a fuck boy. You can't hang. You can find me posted up on Frank Block with my fucking gang. You ain't really bout shit. Stay out my spot. Don't speak my name. Or I pull up on your block at night wearing all black and let that 40 bang. Uh, I don't know. I like I, I, the my favorite part about this, this stanza is that they utilize the word fuck boy because that's one of my favorite words. And if you can find a way to legitimately use it, I do appreciate that. But... I don't know what most of this shit means. It's like some gangster gangster shit that's like way out of my realm. You know, the rhyme scheme is very basic. Uh, I don't give a shit about anything they're saying. I'll, you know, I'll give it an A for effort, but uh, I, I can't rate this very good. I will give this a 5.5. That's higher than I would have rated it. <laughs> okay. This this is Slim Jesus. <laughs> Slim Jesus. I fuck with savages. You a fuck boy. You can't hang. You can find posted up on Frank Block with my fucking gang. Like, like the goofiest looking, corniest fucking kid ever trying to sound super hard. Yeah. This fucking super whack, bro. I fucking okay. hate this shit. Yeah. I, uh, it's hard telling because like I'll read shit like this and think it's very bad, obviously. And then you'll be like. Dude, that's fucking Kendrick Lamar. Like, that song's one of the greatest songs of all time. Rated highest. <laughs> no, it's just crap. So, like, I, I there's never There's a know. reason you've never graded Kendrick Lamar of fucking five, and you're grading Slim Jesus of five. It's because there's a difference. Bro. Yeah. Yeah, that shit's not... Blind test stands the... Stands the hold some weight. I feel kind of about this, how you felt about the last one, personally. Oh. Oops, hold on, wait. Let me go back. Didn't read it. All right. Go to mine. This is my last one for you. All right. The cleaning lady, crazy. I like that already. <laughs> Whatever, wherever this is going, just to that comma, I read that and like it. <laughs> the right. cleaning lady, crazy. She says she got a demon in the safe, but it's eating through the back and soon to be leaving through the gates. The hollerer shouts, who's bright enough to pay a toddler to watch a ghoulish Oxycontin gobbler on Hanukkah. Bro, that real, real went off in the left field. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I don't understand. I read the whole verse. And like, I, I was digging it context. through, like, the second bar, and then it just, like, what the fuck happened here, bro? Yeah. How do you... Cleaning lady crazy just sounded like it was about to be some tight shit, bro. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Even in the safe isn't bad. Like, it was cool... Ugh. It's interesting wordplay or words. The hollerer shouts who's bright enough to pay a toddler to watch a ghoulish oxycotton gobbler on Hanukkah. <laughs> uh, Somebody's trying real hard to be doper than they are. Mm. Five. Okay. This is Lupe Fiasco. Um, a song called Stronger. I'm not familiar with the song and Lupe is one of my 
favorite rappers. I'm not into it, bro. I like the fact that he said the word ghoulish. That's one of those other words like that, too. I like if you can use the word ghoulish. That's pretty cool. I will say this. <laughs> Lupe Fiasco raps so well and so on such a transcendent level. Yeah. That there is the possibility that this means something out of context. Well, I mean, this, context. This, this could mean something that's going over my head. Yeah, sure. Like because he, he writes like that. He writes real crazy stuff where like later on you'd be like, oh, mm. so I have no idea what the fuck this means right now. Okay, fair enough. I would guess he's not writing gibberish based on what I know about him. Yeah. There's like almost no chance that this means nothing. There was some shit before this that kind of went with it that obviously I couldn't include because I didn't want to make it too long, but I, I had a hard time picking where I wanted the, to chop it out, um, but it, it did look like in context, it probably sounds pretty dope. Yeah, this, prob- this probably is better yeah. with more. The song's called Stronger. All right. Last one. N-bomb. Come on. Fucking killing me. You need this one, bro. This is a good one. I'm going to say nibba. Just say it, bro. It's a quote. It's a quote. (laughs) It's fine. All right. Arrest the president. You got the evidence. That nigga is Russian intelligence. Okay, when it rains, it pours. Did you know the new white was orange? This is Eminem. I'm pretty sure it's from Kamikaze. Uh... I could be wrong. You're looking at me, making me change. My I, I didn't say I that shit. Arrest the president. You got the evidence. Russian into. Oh, he's not going to drop an M bomb, I guess. So yeah, it's definitely not. M&M. That's why I was looking at you. Like, yeah, you really think, like. I didn't think about that. Arrest the president. You got the evidence that Nibba is Russian intelligence. Okay, when it rains, it pours. Did you know the new white was orange? I was thinking of when he says something about Agent Agent Orange. Orange. Yeah. Just called the Secret yeah. Service. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, I don't know who this is. I like it though. I mean, it sounds it's it's pretty basic, but. They're saying a lot with very uh, minimal words, you know. Um, it's it's good, not anything um, extraordinary. I'll give it a seven point two five. This is Ice Cube from his new single, "Arrest the President." Oh, I did. I, I listened to that. That's why shit I kind of sounded as familiar. Fuck, bro. <laughs> I heard this shit and. I love Ice Cube. I yeah. like. I I really really enjoy just like whipping to an yeah. Ice Cube album. I, I I seen they posted this the other day, like last week, I think, and it's I was good. like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna check." I checked it's it out. Awesome. Yeah, it wasn't good enough. I mean, the song itself, to be honest, wasn't like great. But if you look at this right here, like like now knowing who it is, yeah, the bars look like Ice Cube's bars. Yeah, I agree. Like if you're looking at it now, it makes perfect sense that that would be Ice Cube, but that would be hard to pinpoint without knowing, right? All right, that was cool. Yeah, good job, buddy. That's a great song. Everybody should go listen to that shit. That shit's tight. What, what was it called? Arrest the President. Yeah, it's awesome. Check that shit out. It's pretty dope. And I think they released it for free or some shit on YouTube. I seen. Uh, that's it's how I like to an it. Ice Cube classic. It sounds like all his yeah. shit. Just like hard gangster <laughs> rap. Like just him hitting you with some shit. Like, Which is especially cool since all he's been doing is family movies for the past ten years, bro. I like Ice Cube is one of the most underappreciated rappers I think ever. Yeah, because I think he makes really great music are always good like i feel like it's really um not acceptable what's the word i'm looking for um exceptional not like uh accessible oh accessible it's really accessible to mostly everybody i yeah. feel like everybody can listen to ice cube and appreciate it it always sounds good it's like the epitome of rap it's just rap. it's like well i mean he helped define the genre yeah, yeah. before all this other stuff happened like he was one of the originators like kind of like pioneer pioneered the whole thing but like it's just so good it all like everybody can like this i agree he's done all of his albums are good he's just great i love ice cube all right you want to move on to top five sure let's do it 
top five. You gotta give us a top five bumper. Um, because <laughs> the now, list will bring you alive. Welcome to top five. <laughs> <laughs> that was alive. super whack, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> the list will bring you alive. I love that. That's so fucking sweet. All right, uh, all right. This is a joke of a fucking top five. If you ever heard of one, um, here we go. All, all right. right, guys. So this week we're counting down our top five hip hop producers. All right. Yes. Uh, I want you to start because no, I'll start because I want you to finish because yours is going to be um, for real. I'm right. More work for me, damn it. <laughs> Do you have any? Uh, Scott said more work for me. Talking about making a new bumper. Um, right. <laughs> Do you? Uh, Do you have any honorable Honor- mentions? Honorable mentions. Uh, I had a bunch. I had to like limit it. No, I don't have any honorable mentions. I had a hard time picking five producers that I knew off the top of my head to begin with, to be quite honest. Okay, well, I'm, I'm just going to throw some names out. <laughs> yeah, like some, some good ones that I like that didn't make my list. Uh, you got Pete Rock. Okay. Um, he just produced a lot of really cool, like, early Nas shit and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I got no ID that he's now the president of Def Jam or whatever, so he's just fucking great. Um, and I, I chose Swiss Beats, which a lot of people don't. Um, a lot of people really don't like Swiss Beats. What's like I, Swiss Beats' most popular song? I don't know. He's got a bunch of them. Um, I like like Scream by the Game. Mm. Um, or is a Scream on him or whatever. He's got a he did a remix to a Limp Biscuit song. He's done a bunch of stuff. Mm. Um, I really like his beats, but he has a, a lot of songs where he tries to do like he's on Uproar off Carter Five. He did that. Um, he does a lot of things where he tries to add hooks to beats. Mm. I hate his hooks. Okay, I hate them. They're terrible, but his beats are sweet as fuck, bro. I really like him. Are they? Would you say they were Swizz? Swizz. Swizz. Would you say his beats were Swizz? What do you mean, are Swizz? Yeah, we all know what Swizz means. Is that like a slang term I'm not hip to? Yeah. I can't tell if you're like being facetious or if you're being serious. Swizz, dude. I should know. You should know what Swizz means. Come on. It means wacky. What? <laughs> I'm not hip to that, bro. <laughs> but I, I like Swiss beats. I think his uh, beats are sweet. Yeah, they're, I would say they're wacky even. No, they're real heavy a lot of times. Yeah, that's what I meant. What? Wacky, heavy, wacky what's heavy the difference? Are, they're not the that's same. That's synonymous. Wacky and heavy are synonymous. I don't know if that's the case. Whatever. Uh, I, I don't know. Like I said, I really like his beats, but... I remember that. Bring him out. Bring him out. I love this shit, bro. That beat is pretty swizz. Oh, okay. I'm glad you think so. <laughs> Get town. Yeah. Bring him out. Oh, that song is so swizz. Hmm. I wonder what else swizz beats. Did. You're getting real heavy with the swizz thing, and it's getting real odd, and like I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> well, he did. Oh, I thought it said Ricky Martin. <laughs> all right. Well, who, who else? Get, this is supposed to be a fucking uh, honorable mentions. I'm wasting all kinds of time here. Yeah, you really clinging to the swizz thing. Right. Like I, I didn't expect that to go that deep, bro. <laughs> all right. So you want you're going you're going first, right? So that I can go last. Um. Yes, I'll go first. My number five is. Just literally because he's one of the only five uh, producers I could think of was Kanye West. Number five? Okay. Okay. Um, what's, what's a song that Kanye West has produced? Stronger? He does all those. I like he does he all does those. a lot. He does all those beats that have like, um, like auto-tune singing in the hooks, which is very like the, the, the way I did my list was kind of like 
when I listen to it, I know it's who they are. You know what I mean? Like they're very, it's very obvious. They have a style that I can pinpoint and Kanye's one of those. Like I don't listen to a whole lot of different rap. So, uh, I don't know like all the producers and shit, but when I hear a Kanye beat, I know when it's a Kanye beat. Usually uh, I like to think what I think Kanye's production is some of the best production hip hop's ever seen. Okay. I, I think it's some of the best production music's ever seen. He did, um, Jesus walks. Yeah, that's that just shit. Dope. He did uh, stronger. He did. Uh, I think he did. Did he do that H to the Izzo by Jay Z? Mm, I think he did that beat. Uh, I mean, he does, he he's done a lot of beats for a lot of different people, and but, um, I think his production is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. He's. I he, think I think he's a real average rapper. I think his production is exceptional. He's good at what he does. He's much better at producing than he is rapping. Um, I, yeah, I wonder what like the best um, songs he's done. Anyways, that's my number five. What's, I, know, I love Stronger. I think that beat is fucking that, crazy. That's specifically the beat that popped into my head. That I was like, that one is like, just like if we're talking specifically about production, when you hear that, that shit will grab your fucking attention. You'd be like, yeah. oh. Yeah, it's a, it's a, the beat is, a, is fantastic for that. Song. I mean, it's a good sample to begin with, but yeah. he, he definitely elevated it. Oh, yeah. He did. I've heard a lot of other people try to take that sample and make other things out of it, and it's never as good as this. Yeah. Kanye did something special. I agree. All right. What's your number five? My number five is going to be the RZA from Wu Tang. Okay. It's like Wu Tang everything. Hell yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I love Wu-Tang, so that should come as no surprise to anybody. But the RZA is one of the hip-hop geniuses. He's one of the gods. This says Doom and RZA, Books of War. I don't know if that's relevant, but I do like it. I mean, <laughs> Sounds he's cool. real sample heavy, but yeah. um, he's, he's fucking awesome, bro. Like, he fathered a lot of the greatest things that hip-hop's ever seen, so that's undeniable to me. I wonder what, what's I I would like to be able to like find like which each producer like their oh best he produced known so song. appalled that's such a good one that's off Kanye's album too oh this shit is so tight Check bro it out. it's so good so appalled yeah I didn't even know he produced this okay okay it's a good one all right. Uh, my number four I didn't even know he produced that That's a good one bro. That was your number five That was my number five My number four For the same reason I picked Kanye You know like I can pick their beats out um, I think they have a unique style Would be Timbaland Right? That's your number four? Yeah That's funny because Timbaland's my number four. Oh, cool <laughs> <laughs> Alright uh, Not only is Timbaland fucking great Yeah But Timbaland is also Did you know he plays every sound? No. Like he doesn't use samples ever. Not, oh, he like, like, not for a drum a kit. Boring. Not for a drum kit. Not for a violin. He doesn't ever just every single sound he ever uses, he pl he records himself playing. That's pretty cool. That's off the hook. He re he produced AO Technology. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, he produced Chris Cornell's solo album. Yeah, I know. That shit is dope. And it was good. It was. Dude, that shit was tight. Dude, the Timbaland albums are tight. Like Bro, Timbaland's fucking so good, bro. He's the man. He, he, what happened to him? He doesn't he hasn't done to shit. To be lately. fair, to be fair. Of everybody else on my list, yeah. Timbaland's probably the most musically talented. Okay. Like, past all the people above him. Sure. Like, as far as a musician, he's probably the best one. This was posted 11 months ago. I love Timbaland. Yeah, Timbaland's he's, he's very good at what he does. And, like, Undeniable. he has a unique style. That Aaliyah song, um, he did the ear. Boom, boom. Remember that I'm shit? Glad, I don't, but I'm glad you knew the Chris Cornell album. Yeah. Hey, why you keep screaming at the top of your head? Yeah. That shit was that so tight, bro. That song is tight. That is very tight. 
I forgot about that song. I like that album. I like the whole album. Look, you don't know Aaliyah, Are You That Somebody? When I was in like middle school, maybe this song was like the fucking song. I don't really know Aaliyah's catalog. Like, I'm not. You don't remember? No, but this beat is tight as fuck, though. This shit is tight. This sound like some shit I would like. Hell yeah. This song song was so popular. Oh my God. Yeah, well. Anyways, then she died. My number four. (laughs) (laughs) Not cool, bro. Just throw that out there all, bro. Uh, (laughs) Anyway. My number three. I'm sure you'll have something to say about this. Is Dr. Dre. Oh, you like Dr. Dre's production? Yes. Oh, yes. So good. He's another one. Like, he's got such an undeniable sound. You know what Dr. I mean? Dr. Dre is one of the greatest. It's incredible. Uh, obviously. I'm, I'm sure he's in your list. Yeah, he's going to be uh, in my list. <laughs> so, I mean, his his sound is so unique. I mean, a song could be subpar, and if it has his beat behind it, it makes it, it literally will bump it up like three notches. <laughs> all right, let's let's take a, a step further. Aside from the fact that Dr. Dre is one of the best producers of all time, Dr. Dre, like we were discussing with Ice Cube, mm-hmm. pioneered this whole genre. Yeah. He basically invented and mastered G-Funk. Is that what this is? No, this is not G-Funk. No. What's G-Funk? G-Funk is like the sound of the entire album, the original Chronic, where he's sampling mm. all those 70s songs okay. and shit. Um, if, like, Dr. Dre changed music forever, he... He gave gangster rap its sound. Okay. Like, without Dr. Dre, gangster rap will, would never be what it is. Yeah. Like, he influenced everything about the way it sounds. No, I mean, he's. A, you have a lot more to say about him than I do. I, mean, I, I, just get, lo- I just think he's great at what he does. He's one of the masters of his craft. In the context of the conversation we're talking about, we're talking about production. If we expanded this conversation, which we don't really have to, but I'll touch on it briefly, like... Dr. Dre has touched hip hop in more ways than probably anybody. Yeah. Without Dr. Dre, you have NWA is not the same. You have no Easy. You have no Cube. You have no Fifty Cent. No Eminem. No Kendrick Lamar. No like the list goes on and exhibit like yeah like and those run off to other people too. Oh, so like, Tupac is in there. T- well, I mean, like he didn't sign Tupac, but. Tupac's career is drastically different minus Dr. Dre. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, maybe Tupac isn't what Tupac became. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything, like, Death Row Records would have been different. Like, Snoop Dogg's career would have been different. Like, or Snoop Dogg wouldn't have even been around. So, like, there's so many things. He's easily, like, probably the single most important person in the history of hip-hop. Well, save some of that for when you have to talk I mean, about, we can talk about it now like, <laughs> when i list him i'll list him and that's that but like dr dre you know what i'm saying like yeah for sure dude um what's your number three my number three is going to be my dark horse of the list okay. this is one that not everybody is gonna probably like that is on my list um shaw money xl okay shaw money xl yeah what's a song that he's produced that's great shaw money xl is known because pretty much the only thing that he's ever produced is all the g unit records Mm. um but shaw money xl he has this like very distinctive sound that is now like basically the g unit sound but um even when i'm not a huge g unit fan like their their beats are the best beats period like they just got that illest shit like look up like uh that shit's G-dub. dope i like that this shit, i mean all this shit is tight but look look up like g'd up i stay g'd up all right like he's got he just has such a like real 
nasty gangster rap sound to him that I just fucking love. Like I think he's got some of the best beats ever created. That shit is very dope. Scott says genius production is phenomenal. They're phenomenal. It's so good. I really, I feel like he's the most underappreciated. Like the other guys that I'm going to name are more openly accepted as great. Yeah. Shaw Money XL is the one that I think like deserves way more credit than he ever got. I I think this is uh, just a fucking amazing producer. Okay. That's what's up. Uh, My number two. There we go. Getting into some real shit now. Okay. Is Mr. Mike P himself. I was waiting for it. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if anything will come Mike up. P, isn't anything. it Mike E? No, Mike P. He's uh, he's, different guys. He's ICP's producer during Shangri-La and Dark Lotus time. Like, so it's not Mike E. Clark? No, he's not, not my number two. Mike oh. P. ICP. Let's see if anything comes up. Wait, so they have a Mike E and a Mike P? Yeah, you remember? That's so fucking odd, bro. Oh, the gang-related beat is super tight. That's a uh, Mike Mike P. But he, I, I'm pretty sure he did most of Dark Lotus, so that would include like Juggalo Family. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. Um, that those would include. Let's have good production. That would include like um, uh, Shangri La. This is this is Mike P. Pretty sure. I'm That's pretty sure. Song. Don't I quote me on it. Me too. I love that song. Um, let's see. What's the one? Oh, it's, oh, Hell's Forecast. I think he did that. I don't. Hell's Forecast. It's great. It's from Shangri La. I don't remember this. Oops. I don't, I don't really remember any of this. All right. Yeah, <laughs> Anyways, no. Mike P, he's the man. All right, what's your number two? My number two is going to be Kanye West. <laughs> all right. Does he produce all of his own shit still, or does he like... I'm, like- sure, I'm sure he doesn't produce all of his own shit, but okay. um, you know, he produces a lot of his own shit and a lot of shit for other people. Uh, Kanye, he produced Gold Digger. That's okay. undeniable, right? Yeah. Like, everybody knows. Sure, sure. Like, that shit is hot, bro. Yeah, that's just like, this shit is so tight. I just, I, I don't care for the song, but the beat is I love undeniable. I love the song. But I think, I think he's a decent rapper. Yeah. Better songwriter than a rapper. A better producer than he is any of that. Like, his production is just so next level to me. We already talked about him once. We don't have to touch on him too much. Anymore, yeah, no, I'm with you. I think his, his production is fucking phenomenal. All right, so we know you're number one, and we all know my number one, too. It's Mikey Clark is yeah. number one. <laughs> Mikey uh, Clark is a great producer, though. Uh, I know, he really is. Like, I mean, I think he's probably more responsible for ICP success than ICP. He's like the unofficial third member of ICP. Like, without him, like, they really are not as good, you know? I mean, like... He a produced every things, album up to um, Jekyll Brothers. But I know? mean, a lot of the things that make ICP great are really credited to him. Yeah. Like the whole sound of it, the like, like this Hocus Pocus the, is a great example. But of I it. mean like the skits and the, like all his, all oh, this shit too. The way that things piece together and everything, like that's part of what makes ICP so great. And he's just, he's responsible for all that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, like I said, like, um, Hocus Pocus, especially like that's that's what makes me. Um, I think Jekyll Brothers has the most unique sound of all of them. Um, like probably that whole album sounds like carnival music, bro. Like, yeah, 
That, that's what that's kind of what I'm referring to. Like, uh, how do you, how do you find a producer that can make like that carnival music? You know what I mean? It's pretty unique. Not and, even just make that carnival music. You have to make that carnival music. Then you have to make it into rap form. Yeah, and then you have to make it sound good too. <laughs> like that's yeah, not a particularly find. easy thing to do. like. But I mean, even I think he's responsible for a lot of why like the acting and their skits and things yeah. like that are so well done. Sure. The why things come together so well. Like they have all these crazy ideas that don't really that would be so hard to execute that he brings together for them. Yeah, I, I think you. I think if they didn't have him, things would have been totally different story for them. I agree 100%. Um I think he came back like he he left them when they before they did the 6th unfortunately. That's when Mike P stepped in, but Mike P did a fucking amazing job if you that ask. That's around me. the time they did Project Dead Man, wasn't it? Yeah, Mike that was Clark, him, right? Yes, that was him rapping and I he did the that. production yeah. the production on that shit's amazing too, but production's a lot better than rapping. Yeah, exactly. His, his rapping leaves a lot to be desire instead of Prozac. But um the production's great. He's so fucking good at what he does, man. Yeah. Um, he came back though when they when they did uh, Bang Pow Boom. I do believe. I think he did Bang Pow Boom and Mighty Death Pop. Um, so it'll be interesting. I, I don't know if he did Marvelous Marvelous Missing Link. But I don't know who's doing uh, Fearless Fred Fury. But nevertheless, uh, the production on those two albums when they when he came back were is pretty good too. And he so he still got it. It's just he is a really good producer. It's unfortunate they don't uh, work with him as much as they used to. I think he's a phenomenal producer. So they should have just made him a full-fledged member of the group. Yeah, no shit. They should have just locked him in. All right. Who's your number one? Dr. Dre. Yay! <laughs> I mean... There we go. Everybody that knows me knows that I have this, like, deep-seated love infatuation with Dr. Dre's music. Um... I wanted to name my son Andre after Dr. Dre and my baby's mom wasn't having it. Like, I love Dr. Dre. I love Dr. Dre. And there are reasonable criticisms to be had that people make with Dr. Dre. And every time somebody brings him up, I just want to fist fight. Like, fuck you. It's Dr. Dre. Yeah, he's amazing. He's like, you You pray to God. I pray to Dre. Okay? <laughs> That's the God of my religion. This is hip hop. He's the God. I pray to Dre. Now, he's... A, he's he is uh, one of a kind. Let's just say that without a doubt. Let's be clear. Eminem would not be Eminem. Like aside from like getting signed, just his sound and the way that his career is going would not be the same without Dr. Dre. Eminem would have not been as tight without Dr. Dre. No, you're right. Without a doubt. For as tight as Eminem is and as talented as he is, if he didn't have Dr. Dre, he would have been another underground rapper it was like or whatever. A, it Even was, if he made it, he would have been just another rapper. It's like it's like catching lightning in a bottle, man. It's that perfect combination. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that that's what it takes to be well known or be a superstar. Like getting that fucking combo. And that's what Dre did for Eminem for sure. I would agree one hundred percent. But I mean that's the thing too though, is like while Dre did that for Eminem and they were like this crazy dynamic duo that is like while it might not be Eminem levels, mm -hmm. he did that with other people too. He yeah. did it with NWA. Yeah. You're right. Easy and Cube. He did it with Kendrick Lamar. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you go back and listen to Exhibit's first album that Dre produced, Restless, it's every bit as good as all that Eminem shit. Like, okay. Dr. Dre has the ability to take other people and make them just exceptional. Like, he's the best. I, I'm with you, man. If there was anybody in the world that I could just work with, like, <laughs> Dr. Dre over everyone yeah. just because he would make me better. 
I mean, he's a t- he's a ten out of ten uh, as far as producers go, without a doubt. You know what I mean? Dre's that guy, bro. <laughs> Eleven out of ten. And Dre's that guy. You'd you'd like go in there and you lay like the illest shit, and he'd be like, "Yeah, that shit wasn't good enough," and like make you reevaluate your life. <laughs> yeah. And if Dre says that shit to you, you don't get in your feelings and be like, "Fuck that guy" or anything. You'd be like, "Okay, time to get serious." You know what I'm saying? Like that's Dre. Yeah. All right. I love Dre. Dre's the fucking man. Um, well, man, we're coming to Give me. Give slap D. Barnes. <laughs> we're coming to the end of the show. You got anything else you want to touch on or anything before we go take pisses? No. Um, kind of, but we'll touch on them after the after we're off. Oh, okay. Because like, it's something that we could do on here, but it's kind of like a plan we have to hash out first. Okay. So, like, let's hash it the out. Computer, but okay, let's hash it out. Yeah. Um, we'll be on the lookout for posts and things. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Um, stay tuned next week. Thanks for joining us this week. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and iconoclash.net. It's endsbaby.com, keezy.com. It's all big pile of shit that you can all roll around in, right? Yeah, and uh, Robbie's World, I still haven't even gotten the final mixes on it, so even though it's supposed to come out in a few days, I'll get it out as soon as I can. It's not out yet. But it will be out soon, so look out for that. And Bobby Cray is dropping his album, and you need to look out for that because we're going to film a music video for one of the singles tonight. So hopefully we'll have that out super soon and that would be awesome. Yeah, subscribe to Bobby's new YouTube channel. Do that. Um, Go to uh, theunknownpod.com while you're at it. Yeah, Check them out. Because they're doing us sound bites now. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you guys next time on our Comic What up, y'all? Thanks for watching and or listening. We appreciate it. Check out Iconoclash.net for more. Uh, yeah, give us your likes and your shares and your subscribes and your comments and all that good stuff. We feed on that. Boy. <laughs> <laughs>